Hey everybody, welcome to Campus Comics Cast, coming to you from Carbondale, Illinois, with special guests from the Campus Comics crew. And now, here's your host, the man with the previews in hand, Mike No. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of uh, Campus Comics Cast. Um, coming to you from inside Campus Comics, as always, here in Carbondale, Illinois, at 816B East Main Street. Um, this is our previews episode, and we're going to be going through the July 2019 previews for a product that starts shipping in what, September? Yeah, start shipping in September. So, uh, follow along if you have your own previews if you don't come get one from here by the next time we do this and you can play at home so um this stole again my line you stole I my did, one I joke did. i know your one joke huh <laughs> one joke so, is stolen that's all right so <laughs> I'll, I'll pay you the, the you royalties the later. Don't okay wonder, yeah don't you wonder how many people who are listening that are younger than us have any idea what you're talking about yeah. we're talking about playing the home game and they're yeah, like yeah, i right. just say that every time right. it like requires a knowledge of, of vintage game shows right. for yeah. you to get the gag but i appreciate that you do it every time right. because i yeah. get the I, jokes i think i even have it written down in my notes i have it written down Dear Scott, <laughs> make joke about game shows. Past Scott. P.S. I love you. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. I won't do it again. That's man. okay. It's all, all right. right. Don't it take. Needs, probably needs to die anyway. Don't take legal action. Uh, but anyway, as if as we're going through this, if you hear anything uh, that you're interested in, you'd like to order or whatever, uh, the due date for this is July 25th. So, as we're recording it. About two, uh, weeks. about two weeks from now. So, and I will give you the right date this last time. I realized you hurried up and got the order in last month, Matt, and it was like a week early. <laughs> when you, week did before you, you, when you did it, I thought in my head, that feels early, but I was like, what the hell do I know about anything? Mike would know better than me, so okay, I'm going to no, go and put that in. That's a bad assumption. The worst part is that we I even texted you, and neither one of us thought about it. I was like, is it due tomorrow? And you were like, yeah, by whatever time. So we both had two chances <laughs> to think this through, and we both were like, nope, full speed ahead oh, put yeah, the order gotta in. do it but anyway well it was done a little early you could breathe a little easier yeah. so whatever but anyway by july 25th is a deadline to have our orders in so if you hear something give us a call here at 618-457-6011 message us on facebook blah 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 whatever and uh, we'll try to we will do our bus to take our bus your bus our best <laughs> to take care the of podcast you. took a turn oh it did it went bad you should have heard us talking off air before here. you would understand anyway. well, and if you've ever been in the store when matt's here it's, it's no great surprise all right so joining us me tonight i am i am of course mike no owner operator here at campus comics and joining us on this sojourn through the previews are Oh, sorry. I thought we were starting with Dan. Like yeah. usual, I didn't want to. He'll jump the order and get shanked Dan, or something always later. Last. He's yeah. always last. Sorry. Bring it up. Uh, Matt's back, and yeah. he's loud. <laughs> Scott Reed and Dan Brown. <laughs> the dulcet tones of Daniel yeah. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> the almost birthday boy, Dan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just missed it by day. Yeah, yeah, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, turned 27. There you go. Well, you Doesn't can, look a day over 50. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so DC. We better go or we're Marvel. never going to get down. <laughs> yeah, right? And I showed up early and we're leaving <laughs> late. That's right. That's how he rolls. You make anything for page five? I got some on page three. All right, you go. We've got uh, more Year of the Villain stuff from DC. We've got a couple more one-shots coming. We have a Lex Luthor and Riddler specials. 
um, written by Jason Latour and Mark Russell. So, and with art, uh, Brian Hitch art on the yeah. Apex Lex one, which is so it's late. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> hey man, he, he put twelve he, issues he, of Hawkman out. I'm starting to Hawkman. think. I'm starting to think the Ultimates was really on Mark Miller and not yeah. on Brian Hitch. Like maybe it wasn't. I heard. Him, I yeah. heard a breakdown for his last issue of Ultimates back when it came out, and it was just like everything took too long like every oh. step of that book because they had that big six page fold out thing oh, on these yeah. last issue that oh, yeah. had to be printed two months early right. and all this stuff it was yeah yeah but yeah he cranked out you know hawkman and i thought it was really good i did see him complaining where he felt like he was rushing the work some it was not but, as polished as it, it got worse as it went on but here's the thing bad brian hitch rush no. brian hitch is still pretty darn yeah good. it's one of those things where like as an artist you see things Joe Blow doesn't, yeah. you know, and mm -hmm. it, it bothers you more than anybody else. I thought a little oh, sure. bit on Hawkman stuff. I thought it also looked like maybe he got it to the inker a little late because mm -hmm. even the inks were a little rough on it, yeah. too. But it still looked really good. Yeah. I mean, it just wasn't as good by 12 as it was at 1. I, you know, they haven't started shipping any of these actual one-shots yet, but the creative teams are really good. And, you know, normally when you do one-shot, you know, crossover event one-shots, they're usually pretty easy to skip because they don't really matter. But I don't know, man. Like, Latour and Mark Russell um, uh, is the guy who does Wonder Comics stuff too, yeah. and uh, and he's really good. So I'm cautiously quite excited for both of them. Uh, right on the next page, I think we're starting to get some of your theory, Matt, and we have more variant covers that are cardstock that aren't necessarily Year of the Villain variants. So oh yeah, yeah, looks like we're already starting to see that. Page five, you got the Powers the Best Ever hardcover new. A power story from Brian Michael Bendis, billed as the final story of Christian Walker, which I've not actually read any powers. I know a lot of people like it. I read it back when it was new. Okay. <laughs> and I, I read for about the first two years, and I really liked it, but I also didn't think that it was quite worth the hype. I remember right. when everybody went on and on about how groundbreaking it was, and I was like, eh, it's pretty good. It's just mm -hmm. like a superhero detective story. Mm -hmm. but I, I think it's one of those things that maybe is more important for what it encouraged other people so to do, do better mm -hmm. like you wouldn't have had gotham central if you hadn't had powers probably mm -hmm. and gotham central is amazing and powers is just pretty good yeah okay so, but it's so, still yeah. worth reading for yeah. historical yeah. and this may be the last one so yeah yeah and back we'll when see. it was coming out too it's like you heard all those good reviews all the time before but for me it was just one more book to yeah. pick up right. you know mm -hmm. kind of thing i've ended up with some random issues of it and it seems good, but it seems like you probably right really need to read the whole thing. Yeah, I, th I think it's a. It I think it also like. reads really well in trade. I mean, if you're if you're a reasonably new Bendis fan, you've not seen him at his most decompressed, um, and and his stuff flows a little bit better in a trade sometimes yeah. because and he can plow through a whole issue in two minutes or something because there's so <laughs> many empty panels yeah. without dialogue. Uh, after that, on page six, we've got Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy number one, kind of spinning out of the events of Heroes in Crisis. Jody Hauser is getting a lot of work in yeah. this yeah. in this book. She's, She's getting like, a lot of work. So after that, on page seven, we've got the Batman 181 facsimile edition, mm -hmm. and this is the first appearance of Poison Ivy. Mm -hmm. I have this, but I think I'll get this too. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'll get the fake one. And the th the notable point thing of this is this has the uh, pinup. Yeah, the pinup. And yep. that you does your copy have my the copy does have there the pinup. There you go. Well, but a lot of them that you see on the back mm -hmm. issue market do, do not. not. Kids ripped those out back yeah. in the day, hung them yes, on their they wall. Did. Yep. <laughs> so, so on page nine, nine, we've got the new uh, Black Label book, Harleen. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I think it. I'm. I'm. I'm into it, man. Yeah, I I'm, I'm going to get it. I loved his work on Aquaman. I'll yeah. get this book. I'm not even yeah, so I just. Yeah, I say somebody pronounced the name. I heard so. it pronounced one time, and I can't remember. And I yeah, know I'm, I'm sure going to butcher it. You know, like some variation of Stephen there. Yeah, but I don't know how to say Zajic or I'm not sure. Writer and artist, and yeah, cover artist, cover and variant cover. Yeah, I get it. You did it all. You did it all. Big show off. Did it his way. And it is an oversized book as well, so it's not the regular, not regular size. So I guess it's the same size as the That's Batman. Probably. Yeah, you know, yeah, I didn't yeah. until Superman Year One came out. It didn't really uh, dawn on me that I guess that's just what they're going to do for Black well, Label. Well, last night wasn't. Yeah, no, yeah, that's that true. was a normal size, mm-hmm. but it was prestige and it yeah. was oversized. It just yeah. wasn't like oversized in yeah. dimensions. Yeah, exactly. That's true. I, yeah, I could fit that in a size. regular bag. I forgot yeah. that Black Knight was technically Black Label. Yeah, hmm. but uh, I don't know. I feel like that's one of those things. Like they did it to so it stand out on the shelf yeah. with Batman Damned. Eventually, they're going to realize, oh, hey, we need to save some money on this. Let's scale this stuff oh, back. I hate to be that you know nerd, I mean? but man, now i got to get magazine back. Exactly. No, it's, it's a pain. pain. <laughs> it is. No, it's, it's just <laughs> like the treasury editions. Those things oh, are awesome, but they're a pain yeah. to store. You, you get done reading, and you're like, no, where the hell do I put this thing? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it just like sits on top of some books on a bookshelf. Uh-huh. And... <sighs> All right, page 10, Matt, go. I'm super excited for Legion. I am. Yeah. And I also like Naomi Six is on the shelf today, and uh, I haven't read it, and so I don't know officially if the theory I've rambled about for so many episodes is right. But I'm feeling fairly confident based on these solicits that you know th- th- we're going to directly spin the Legion out of Naomi. Uh, Dan, you have a theory which I rather like. Uh, in an interview on another podcast that way more people listen there to. There are other podcasts? <laughs> what? There was a pretty lengthy interview with Bendis, and he kept calling it Legion of Superheroes Millennium. Hmm. Either that's just his accent, or he doesn't know how to say millennium. We all know people from Ohio. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But this theory, you know, one theory going around is he may have been tending that this character that is supposedly living for a thousand years and taking us through the future history of the DC universe is Lois Lane. That would be so awesome if it was, like, who would be better to narrate the, the next thousand years of DC's fake history mm. than Lois? That's really great. I, I hope that's I, what it is. I also like it in the sort of Superman 1 million idea. Like Superman is alive in the future, Lois survives. That's exactly them. what I was going to say. Was I also like the idea that we don't have a sad Superman a exactly. thousand years from now. <laughs> Still going, boy, I wish my wife hadn't been human and been dead for so exactly. long. So uh, I like a superpowered Lois or something living that long. That's a really cool idea. And what was your thought then? Oh, I just still think it's freaking Naomi Naomi somehow, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what I, when I read issue one, I thought, and he had made such a big deal online about how important she was going to be to the future of the DC Universe. And I was like, yeah, no, I get it, it's Legion. And then every issue, I just looked for more things that were like Legion, Legion, Le- that's Legion too, mm-hmm. and like you know her her uh, her symbol looks remarkably like a Legion symbol. I'm not saying they're going to directly somehow tie her to like Legion continuity. Um, and I, I assume why, you, why not though? But that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I don't think bad. it's going to be like she's not going to be the new Superboy where yeah. they're. Ba- but it's it's just going to be that she's somehow tied to Legion history, and I'm totally fine with that. I assume you saw the pictures online that. If you didn't already know the reason John Kent got aged so quickly was so that he could be the Superboy in the Legion, yeah. all of the covers confirm that it's now John Kent is the Superboy from the Legion. And fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. I, I don't know. Fine. I, uh, Superboy in the let's Legion not go, is... Let's not go down there. Superboy in the Legion to Superboy in the Legion. <laughs> it doesn't make the old yeah. stories go away. Right. Whatever. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm fine with it. If that's the reason they aged John and took away John and Damien being, you know, peers... 
that's a pretty decent reason, yeah. I guess. And he wasn't well, going to go when they said he wasn't going to Teen Titans. You, you pretty well knew yeah. he was going to Legion at that point. Now, Bendis spoke about that, too, in the same interview, and he was saying that, like, John and Damien are still friends. He's like, there's still a dynamic there, but it's a little different now. But he's just like, now he's, gonna find he's a way not to splitting age Damien them up. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be next. Yeah. That'll be a really tiny Lazarus pit that just makes him age a couple of years. <laughs> so page page 12, we got Deceased, A Good Day to Die 1. Didn't we already talk about this book? I don't know. I know I went, I gushed about it on Facebook. Yeah. Because as I said, you had me at Barda mm-hmm. and Mr. Miracle. Miracle. Yeah. Like, that's fine. But, you know, have you been reading Deceased? I have not been Dan? reading it. Yeah, I've been reading it. What did you what do you think? DC Marvel Zombies. Yeah. Is you know, I mean you people made the comparison with Blackest Night back in the day. Blackest Night is its own thing. This is Yeah, a, Blackest Night was way too cosmic to just Yeah, be this Zombies. is way closer to a DC version yeah. of Marvel Zombies. And I'm not faulting it for that. No. But just, you know, remembering those complaints I, back in the day about Blackest Night. I thought is issue closer. one was just okay. And then I read two thinking that I wouldn't like it any better than I liked one, and I thought, wow, this is Quite yeah, fun actually. I like yeah, I like just two with, a like the lot. black and everything. Yep, you know, and then I else. loved three too. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you know, I, I thought one wasn't bad. I just remember thinking, yeah, this is just DC Marvel zombies. It it isn't going to miss any beats. It's going to be the yeah. same thing. But no, it, it uh, two and three. But really... I, I have a hard time believing we're just going to get a the end at the end of a miniseries. Oh no. Even if it's an alternate world. That's, I was going to say. I assume it's an Dan, alternate world. Dan we'll... Didio will not let anything just say the end. It, that does, especially if it's successful. Yep. There's no way it doesn't lead into something else afterwards. Completely agree. And there's a horror movie variant cover for uh, the deceasing. I'd love that, <laughs> by the way. I mean, they're going to be hard-pressed to make a better one than that it yeah. cover, but the deceasing is a pretty great <laughs> name, so... Page thirteen, you got a flash forward. I guess they're going yeah. to try to they're going to try to fix Wally West after they broke him. I don't I don't know. It's like after all the effort they put to bring him, make him like the key linchpin for DC Rebirth, and they kind of destroyed that. And yeah. now they're going to try to undo the damage. And my poor beloved Tom King took all the bullets for that. Mm-hmm. Did you see all of the his explanation for that? No, no, I've not seen that. He yet. never picked which characters to put in that story. He laid out a blueprint for DC of this is what I want. Oh. He he laid out this is Sanctuary. This is what I want it to be. This is what I want to happen. That's my rough outline for a story. And DC put a pen in it and said, we're going to pick characters for these roles and get back to you. He was mandated to put Wally, Harley, and Booster in those roles. And he was mandated to kill Ivy and bring her back. He was the, DC picked every single thing he did. And he said it when it was done, he was like, you know, basically I got a lot of heat for ruining these characters, but these were all picked by DC. He said, I laid a blueprint out and they slotted characters in and said, this is who does it. And they basically said, make this make sense. And he was like, okay. (laughs) So this is like back when, uh, for those of you who are Star Wars nerds, when Ari Salvatore killed Chewbacca in the old EU (laughs) and everybody was like, burn him! Like, no man, he didn't do this on his own. Somebody at Bantam Spectre and Lucasfilm was like, yeah, you can totally kill Chewbacca. Kill Chewbacca off. And then everyone got mad at him. Like, he's just a guy writing the book. But yeah, so now, for whatever reason, Wally's the, the, the hope then gets killed off, mm-hmm. sort of, and then comes back. I loved Heroes in Crisis. I have no problem with it. I thought it was great. I, I still like I've only I, read the first issue. Now so. I want to go back and pick better characters for those roles. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no way. There's not a better version of that. The but, only complaint I had with the book the whole time I read it was, it just feels like we just wheel, you know, we put characters on a wheel and threw darts at it. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. turns out that's pretty what, much what, what happened. happened. 
So uh, I firmly believe that all of Bleeding Cool's rumors about where that was going that leaked, I firmly believe those were all originally true, and they just swerved it. Originally, Wally was supposed to go do a new Suicide Squad book that Brian Azzarello was going to write. That book's not happening anymore. This is happening now. I think it's because it was really poorly received. Well, and DC was like, screw it. we got to make him a D- good guy. Again. DC's <laughs> got a long history of changing stuff uh-huh. after it leaks, uh-huh. you know, yeah. whether or not it makes sense story-wise. Yeah. I mean, I would have so. loved to have seen the book that might have come out of that. Like, as I, I love Wally. Wally is yeah. my Flash, as it were. But I'm also not. I mean, I'm not going to freak out that Barry's back. It's fine. Yeah. Give me Barry back, or yeah. it can be Bart. Well, the care. thing is, all that stuff's fine with me. Where is Wally? But I would have been back. Right? Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I would have been, yeah. I would have been happy different. to see him do something different. Do a Suicide like, Squad okay. with him. You know my, what I my mean? Big, my big, my big gripe with the Batman books is that Tim Drake and, and Nightwing have no purpose in those yeah. books. So I, that's why when they wanted to kill Dick Grayson off, and I was like, well, okay. Like, they, they can't seem to find anything to do with him anyway. Maybe right. killing them off will then generate something else out of it. Supposedly coming in Young Justice, and it's, no, not in this one yet, but Tim Drake is supposed to be getting a new a persona. New I know. So we'll see Fine. where that goes. So we can finally stop making the Red Robin jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Page 15, Gotham City Monsters 1. So we got the, the DC, quote-unquote, monsters like Killer Croc uh-huh. and... You know, Frankenstein and Stutchy are getting I their vamp- own book. An eye vampire, it looks like. Yeah, Lady, been a- oh, Lady yeah. Clayface. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kicking so. it back to Brayfogle for me. <laughs> you know my thoughts. Mud pack. So there's, there's an issue <laughs> it, number one. It is a book that I think has no reason to exist, but I like Steve Orlando a lot, and I like those. I love C-list DC characters, so I, I will almost assure And it's in Gotham City. Like, I'm not going to read that. I'm going to read that. Okay, so is on page sixteen we got Inferior Five number one. Is Invasion still part of DC continuity? Apparently, I, I guess think so. Everything at this point is part. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think Pre Crisis is part of DC continuity at this point because it seems like they're just sort of treating it like a buffet and yeah. a little over here and a little over there. And That's always been kind of the problems when DC reboots. Yes, they don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. New fifty, and you, and you need to. New Fifty Two chickened out and saved yeah. Batman and Green Lantern exactly. continuity uh-huh. and tried to redo everybody else's, and then it dawned on someone, oh. Yeah. This doesn't make sense. Yeah. You can't have Green Lantern's current continuity without Superman's. Because yeah. then that means if Superman didn't die, that means that Coast City didn't blow up, which yeah, means exactly. that, Bear, that Hal didn't die. Which yeah. So like, there's so many things get undone mm-hmm. when you pull those, those pieces out. Batman's just tearing through Robins like Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? yeah, he's been that Batman for five, five years. years. Man, that's the worst five years yeah, anybody's exactly. ever had. No uh, wonder he's like that. I legitimately think that Doomsday Clock, as an idea, came from Jeff Johns realizing how many things unraveled oh, yeah. if you just moved Superman around in, like, how much of New 52 didn't make sense yeah. because Superman didn't make sense, and it, and it he's the linchpin that makes so many DC stories just not work anymore. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. if his continuity is different, everyone's continuity yeah. is different. So, anyway, we got Inferior 5, number one, but by not, Jeff Lemire and Keith Giffen. Not the traditional Inferior 5. Yeah. Right. This is a new thing with mm-hmm. Barely Peacemaker. Yeah. And it's going to be a 12-issue series, which seems kind of a long series yeah. for getting buy-in just early on for this this idea. So, but, uh, anyway, if you were a fan of Invasion, which I don't know how many people were. I've never actually read Invasion, so I don't know I much about it. Uh, high. <laughs> I read it a long time ago, yeah. just because there was ambush bug cameos in there. <laughs> I read it because it's cosmic stuff, and yeah. I like cosmic stuff. But there is no uh, dumb bunny in this book. Well, I'm, I'm buying it because it's Jeff Lemire, and I'll pretty much buy anything Jeff Lemire puts out. Yeah. So, Page uh, page 18, uh, DC joins the dollar comics. Yay. So we got a, a Batwoman story. We got, the what, the first part of Hush, mm-hmm. the first uh, New 52 Harley Quinn, which kind of seems like an odd choice right. to throw in there. But it's Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiotti, so it's good. 
And then also, crisis. here's one thing you can say: Harley doesn't have a real deep continuity. No, we need to keep no. track of yeah. that. A Harley story from any continuity is pretty much okay for him. And then first issue of Crisis on Infinite Earths, so uh, all for a buck. On the next page, yes. I was a little thrown, not that Naomi is showing up in a Bendis book, because that's not that weird, but, like, Event Leviathan is still going on and is it firmly in the middle of it, and action, I thought, was going to kind of dovetail, it was going to be like the companion book to Event Leviathan, and we're already off on the, screw that, let's talk about the Legion, because yeah. this is the, this comes out, I think, the week or two, this comes out like the, uh, let's see, where does Millennium come out? Legion Millennium comes out on the 4th, and then something else related to it comes out on the 11th. And then this well, comes out to Superman, Superman, Superman like, 15. You're just banging along. Yeah, yeah we're, we're already uh, ditching that for a little bit to do more Legion stuff. Yeah, but there's no, there's no mention of Naomi in the copy, or excuse me, of Legion in the copy nah, but on this now, book. Man. But they do in the Superman book. To help her navigate her unexpected role. Uh, okay. Who knows? 22? Anything for 22? Nope. Nope. 22. Uh, so if you haven't heard, you know, uh, Tom King's run on Batman will be ending uh, pretty soon. So uh, this is, uh, I guess, kind of getting to the end of that run. And then it's going to lead into the Batman Catwoman, what, 12 issues story? Yeah, yeah, is that right? right? So I, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't leave this book if you've been, if you've been reading it. So uh, next thing on 25. Go ahead. Oh, wait a minute. I got the wrong page number down. So, never mind. That's not on 25. 20, 26. Yeah. So, 26 got uh, Batman Superman issue 2. Uh, here they're introducing a dark, uh, was it dark multiverse version of Shazam. So, for everybody who's, you know, fans of Batman Who Laughs and all those, you know, variant uh, characters, then this would be a book that you'd probably want to pick up. Why can't it just be called World Finest? Why do we have to keep doing Batman, Superman, <laughs> Superman? But just call it World's Finest. Finest. Yeah, nobody, the knows, nobody knows what that means, man. Yeah, because they're not going to buy a book with Batman and Superman <laughs> yeah, on the cover if you call it World's Finest. Hey, right? man, I like when they did Superman, Batman, where it was just the logos. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, you didn't yeah. have a title on it necessarily. And then Superman, you know. Batwoman, Wonder Woman, where it was just yeah, the, the logos. The Trinity book, yeah, they would mm-hmm. do that. And the last time we saw World's Finest was Huntress and Power Girl, right? Yeah. In the mm-hmm. new two areas. Oh, okay. On uh, 28, we've got Batman versus Ra's al Ghul number two. Uh, I saw the cover for this before I saw what it was for, and I thought DC was doing a Primal Age book, like that retro toy line, because I thought that's what this is. You got Neil Adams to do it, yeah. which would be a thing, right? Because they've got, you know, they did that one shot where they had like some big talent on there, so I'm like, oh, they must be doing another Primal Age thing. Nope, this is the Neil Adams book somebody asked for. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's <laughs> Neil Adams, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Probably be right up there with Odyssey. Mm, good stuff. On uh, page 30, we've got Catwoman number 15. Uh, this just caught my eye because it's got uh, Art Germ uh, Batman Returns style Catwoman yeah. variant. Mm-hmm. And I saw him speaking about this online, just saying, like, he couldn't, because of licensing issues, he can't do, like, a straight-up Michelle Pfeiffer oh, yeah. Catwoman. But, but I mean, pretty, this still looks really pretty close. Pretty freaking close. close. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I don't see anybody complaining about that. I think this might be his last Catwoman variant I was oh, yeah. hearing, too. I don't know if that's right. The, the one from the month before. Mm-hmm. That's the animated Catwoman? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Man, that so was good. good. Ordered extra on that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so you know at least I want one, and so does Jeff. Page 32, Matt, go. Oh, what? Oh, Deadshot? I'm there you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited that Deadshot's in it, but I have to tell you, I like Peter Tomasi most of the time, and I don't think his detective's been very good. Oh, okay. Have you have you been keeping up, man? I've, I've liked it. I've liked, I like the Arkham Knight story. I thought 
if you're not going to make it Jason Todd, what do you do? Yeah. I feel like they came up with a good solution for that. I feel like somebody at DC said, oh, we've got this character that was yeah. in a video game. Yeah. You better do something with it. Well, and yeah. Then, well, you have to because I've... I, we all know how great Sin Tzu turned out. You know, just what a mainstay <laughs> Only you and character. I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very happy to have Deadshot back in, a, in any book, uh, especially a Batman one. But, yeah, yeah I, I, I want to like this better than, than I have so far, mm-hmm. sadly. My next thing's not till 47, so. Well, mine's on 34. You guys are going to be shocked. Shocked, I tell you, to learn that Deathstroke might not be dead after all. <laughs> no, I know. Surprise. Matt, right now they're doing a story called Dead, Deathstroke R.I.P. I He's know. Dead, Who could have imagined that he might not be dead? Okay. <laughs> that's it. I just... In sarcasm. Hmm. Well, right after that on 35, we have Dial H for Hero number 7. Because these, uh, this and Wonder Twins, right, are yeah. now 12 issues 12 issue as opposed series. to six. You oh. know, this is one of those times where they say because you demanded it, and I did. Yeah. <laughs> I really did want more. I, I don't know like... that I demanded it, but I would have liked it, and I got it. I'm surprised they're not starting over with season two. Dude, no kidding. Uh, that's like what they're doing that. with Naomi. Yeah. They confirmed that uh, on uh, online today. Do you think they do give her a real code name before then? It is. Maybe you think that's part of it? I, uh, I hope so. Yeah. We were talking about that before. Yeah. How? Yeah. Well, it ranks How up you, there with Spider Gwen. Yeah, yeah, Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen. Yeah, but uh, well, who could that be? I feel like <laughs> Ghost Spider. Most <laughs> books are miniseries. Yeah, they just, they just don't, don't want to get canceled. Yeah. So <laughs> that will come up again when we get to Marvel. Oh, I've yeah. never felt so much like that as I did in this Marvel. The number of books that say one, and in my head, I think of six. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you may not put of six on there, right, but. Yeah. But we, we all know. You're not fooling anybody anymore. <laughs> it's of no more than 12. <laughs> I'm fairly certain of that. Uh, on 39, is anybody reading Freedom Fighters? Yep. I know I am. I've got the first one, but I haven't picked it up. Has it been good? Oh, you haven't been reading them? No. I oh, got, man, that's really good. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I feel like it, there's so much other stuff going same, on. It's kind of dude, flown under the radar. Same it's dude that I talk right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, personally, I think Freedom Fighters is better than Hawkman, although I like Hawkman. I just think uh, I think Freedom Fighters is it's a lot of fun. If you like JSA, mm-hmm. which I'm fairly certain that you do, yeah. it's as close as you're going to get to JSA until they finally do the reboot. So 42 is where you and I get to fight, Dan Brown. Oh, it's on. Because I hear you don't, you're not liking Green Lantern? I'm not. Oh. So I had been buying it since one, but it had set in my read box, and I finally, it was the last DC book in my read box, and I, I had put it off because Morrison's books are so dense sometimes. Right. A lot of times I read comics like right before we go to bed, and I want to just tear through a couple of fun popcorn kind of books, mm-hmm. and I get a Morrison book, and I think, not today, maybe later. <laughs> and I and I've, I've read all of them in, in a row, and it's I really like it. I can't believe yeah. you don't like it. Why wouldn't you think I wouldn't be into a Green Lantern? <laughs> Well, I know, but like I think I thought that Mike had said that you were not impressed. No, I've got with it. I got the first six issues. I love the stories. I cannot stand like Liam art, Sharp. Right? I, I just like I it. keep thinking like Death's Head is old Marvel UK stuff. Mm. I feel like I'm not reading heavy metal here. You know what I mean? Oh, it's I feel definitely like a weird looking book. It's just I feel I, the and same like, way. About I feel like you could still make it weird. I just don't think it looks as good as it should. I feel the same way about this that I do about the X Force reboot that Marvel did. That I'm not sure. I think. The story and the art are suited to each other, but I'm not sure that you picked art that matches the expectations of the people who are going to pick this book up. Yeah. 
So, like, when you say X-Force is back, the Marvel fans who get excited do not want a book that looks, looks like, like what that, that right. X-Force Absolutely. looks like. Yeah. I think the story and the art match really well, right. but it isn't what somebody thinks they're getting when they pick up X-Force. Mm. And I think this is not what people who are like, yes, Green Lantern, it's Hal again. And you pick it up and it's, like, weird. It's, it's, um, it's real organic looking, yeah. right? Like, everything's a little bit meatier it's, and I'm, rounded off. Your than buddy these. in junior high who was trying to be H.R. Giger. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that sounds harsh, but like we we talked about the first issue on the podcast yeah. and that was really my thing. Like I love the story. If there was a different artist, I'd be getting this book. That's what it comes down to for me. Uh, I think at the time I suggested Howard Porter. I'd love him and Morrison to team up again on something. They haven't worked together since JLA, I yeah. don't think. I don't think so either. And he's just great with the detail. He never phones it in. You know, just it's the little things with his art that I think really make it. I do think that the story being as weird as it is suits the semi-trippy style of art. But but again, the thing I said before, I think the people who got excited to see that, I think you're 100% right. I think it's people who loved Morrison's JLA and thought they right. were getting a, a really bright accessible art style like they used to have and it, it's not. I think, I think, that's, I think, you, can think still, that's I think you can still do that with this. I think if you had Patrick Gleason doing this it'd be fantastic. Yeah. But again, he already had a big run on Core and all that. Yeah. He probably, and he's at Marvel now. Yeah. But <laughs> I feel like you just need a different artist here and I'd be all for it. Yeah. I can see it. Even though I know Tyler loves Liam Sharp's art. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Atchison too. Yeah. He does. Uh, the, 47. Uh, Justice League 32. Come on, D. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm yeah, happy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So if you uh, like the you know last boy on Earth, here's yeah, a chance to see him in the go. current rebirth. I have nothing until fifty. I'm at okay forty eight. Uh, Justice League Dark number fifteen. Just mentioning this because how can you not mention a Detective Chimp variant cover? Right, it well, is really. Is that, is that Clayton Crane? Uh, it is. Yes. Yes, that is. He's been doing some really nice variants on that. So for all the Detective Chimp fans out there, here's your chance. Right. Uh, fifty. Did uh, anybody but me read Lois Lane? Yeah, I haven't read it yet. It's really I, fun. I liked it a lot. I'm, I did I'm, not like it as much as I maybe hoped that I would. I feel like I had my expectations a little too high, but I, I liked it a lot. It was one of the. It was a comic I showed my wife and said, "This is what I explained to her," and she went, "Oh, I might read that." Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen that often <laughs> if it's a superhero book. And right. this is superhero adjacent, right? Right. Mona, yeah. she, my wife will read comics, but she's not much of a superhero comic fan. So for me to get her to even come within spitting distance of reading something that's got a Marvel or DC label on it takes takes some some finagling. So she was she was at least willing to give it a shot. Yeah, yeah I'm regretting not picking this up and regretting not picking up the first Jimmy Olsen. So our prob- not out until next week. Oh, it's not out. Oh, yeah. okay. So maybe I should get the first yeah. Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, I'm definitely getting that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to fractions of Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> Page uh, 51, Mad Magazine. <laughs> okay, if you haven't heard... So this is going to go to reprints, right? Is what's yeah. going to happen initially? Yeah. Then is they it said going to... they're still going to do like the 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 seasonal issues too. Oh, are they? Okay. But I don't know if it's just reprint seasonal issues. Yeah, that's okay. what they. I, that's what they were when I was growing up. I don't know what they are now, but yeah, yeah. So it sounds like a couple of issues more of new material. Then they're switching to reprints to cover the subscription obligations. And then it's probably done. done. We will talk yeah. about this again later in the indie section of all things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did see Roger Langridge online talking about he had a story he got paid for that they never published. Maybe it's the time to break out some of that stuff because, you know, it's not just his story. There's got to yeah. be more of that sitting in the office. Yeah. 54. So Red Hood Outlawed number 38, not 
not so much interested in this uh, book, but this character on the cover who I've never seen before, it looks like the spawn of Groot and Doomsday. <laughs> I, I don't know what anybody else. It's Groot's day. If you will. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's. I don't even know which character it is. They list several here. You know, yeah. DNA, Cloud Nine, Devour. I'm sure it's not Babe in Arms. I think that's in the background there on the left, yeah, but right. uh, I'm not sure which character that actually is. It does look like a Doomsday light, though. Yes. So yeah. So I don't know if you're a Doomsday fan, this might be one for you to pick up. Scooby Doo team up, final issue. R.I.P. Scooby Doo uh, team up. It's it looks like it's you. Batman sixty six too. Yeah. Uh, and Batmite. Yeah, this is. Uh, I've really enjoyed this book. A lot of people online trash it. I thought it's been really fun. The thing is, there's a new cartoon on Boomerang called Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, which I guess is going to feature a different celebrity each episode. Oh, cool. So it's a Scooby-Doo team-up show. Why would anybody be angry about this online? Like, not everything has to be for you. No. <laughs> Nothing is for everyone. Yeah. It doesn't have to be for you, man. There are some people that have more valid points than others, I think, on that. But... My thing is, are we going next month? Are we getting Scooby Doo and Guess Who number one? Probably. You know, to tie into the show. Well, that's kind of what I thought when they saw it canceled. I thought, well, DC's actually just made a big thing out of trying to put more emphasis on having some young reader books on the show. Exactly. Seems like a poor way to go about it by getting rid of some of your books. Uh But yeah, you're probably right. It'll just be, I didn't know about the new Boomerang show. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, And after that, we've got the last issue of Teen Titans Go, kind of tying into that cartoon. So another young reader's book that. Soon, essentially is gone if they don't do something next summer. For a month, <laughs> maybe. Exactly. Yeah. 58, go. Legion? I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm just so happy. And like, I, as much as we've talked about Legion, you would think that I was like a diehard long-term Legion fan, and I'm, I'm not like a Legion junkie, but I did, uh, I have enjoyed everything I've ever read from the Legion, I'll say that. And I feel like they, like the JSA, are a part of DC that had no reason not to be part of this. Yeah. So, and when they... In the Rebirth era, there's just been a giant Legion-shaped hole and a giant JSA-shaped hole in the whole thing, so we just need to get those out. When they launched, when they launched, and it was so much of an emphasis of back to basics, Mm -hmm. you know, hope and bright, happy heroes, and I was like, cool, where's the Legion and the Justice Society them, yeah. which is what you need, as you said, to fill those giant holes mm-hmm. that, that are exactly for exactly them. So I, I'm just really happy to have them back. And, you know, yeah. um, I, and that, I, I and got it. was one of my favorite things growing up was the Legion stuff. Whenever Mike Grell got it, you know, it was like his first paying gig, I guess. And from what mm-hmm. he said when I talked to him at Cape Con, it was his first gig that gave him something like that. And he redesigned the costume. I mean, that was a big part of my early teen years was that Legion stuff. It's just really it's just good. Uh, that it's an unintentional segue Sam moment here, but that is actually a little bit my uh, my Legion story too. Is that you know I got into comics in the grim and gritty early '90s during the image boom, and uh, you could not be further away from that <laughs> than the Legion, right? And I remember thinking that seemed painfully uncool to my seventh grade brain. And then, uh, Dan, it was really funny that you posted something the other day on Instagram about the DC role-playing game. The mm. DC role-playing mm-hmm. game is what got me into DC in the first place. A friend <laughs> of mine bought it, and I was I would play any tabletop role-playing game you put in front of me in seventh grade. So we played the DC <laughs> game. I didn't know. I was like, I know who Batman is. I know who Superman is. What else you got? <laughs> and so I learned all these things about DC. And for whatever reason, the, the kitschy incredibly dated feel like the oh, consciously dated feel of the legion uh-huh. really like 
I'm a contrarian by nature. Right. Really? They know screw it. I <laughs> wow. won't. I won't well, make like them green and gritty. I was that. like, yeah, no, I know. No one would have guessed. But <laughs> right. I, I liked that that the Legion was this. No, we won't change. You change. Yeah. We're the Legion, and this is the way the book is. <laughs> and I, I really liked that. And I remember, I, I remember being really into the Legion in junior high, um, in, in a weird way that was completely unironic. That I liked how Lightning Lad, like when you have things like Bad Rock and Shaft and Shadowhawk. Oh yeah. Well, what about Lightning Lad? <laughs> like it's just it's such a it's such a fun Cosmic silly throwback. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Cosmic Boy. What does he do? Cosmic stuff, stuff. and he's a boy who does it. What is right that? there in the name. Bouncing Boy. <laughs> Obtained. What does Matter Eater Lad do? It's in his he, name. He eats anything. <laughs> Element Lad. I had. I used to have a paperback sized black and white Legion of Superheroes book, mm-hmm. and that was it was because I the first time I read Legion was in black and white. Uh-huh. And the first time I ever saw their costumes in color, just like it, it was not anything like I imagined. <laughs> oh, really? So yeah, I was just like I was just like totally wrong. If I had colored those in and then actually saw them, I would have been like. What was I thinking? So. Yeah. Colossal boy. boy Shrinking not pink in your head. Yeah. I don't think so, no. Or no. when it's miscolored, looks like his skin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in an odd space stripper kind of way. Yeah. On, uh, <laughs> on 61, we've got the new issue of uh, The Terrifics, number 20, with a really nice Dan Mora cover of Bizarro here where... It's the Bizarro's Upside Down, but this is kind of from Bizarro's perspective where everything else on the cover, including the title, is upside down. Do you not expect to see final issue below every yeah. single yeah. issue? Yeah. I, I mean, no offense exactly. to anybody, but every time I think, how? How is this book how still being published? Because they drop every other book. They even dropped that tag. It doesn't have yeah. New oh, Age of Heroes on it anymore. Every other yeah, thing for mm-hmm. New Age of Heroes is gone. Yep. But, yeah. but Terrifics just keeps on trucking. It reminds me of when I was at... In the in the early mid aughts, Dan, did you read Secret Six? Off and on. Okay, so I love the Suicide Squad, and as we just covered a minute ago, I love yeah. Deadshot. It's mostly why I love Suicide Squad. <laughs> and there was no Suicide Squad book, but there was a Secret yeah, Six book. So it was pretty freaking close. Yeah. And Man. every every issue, I would be like, last issue, last issue, <laughs> and then it wouldn't be, and I'd be like, yeah, I made it another month. Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of the way I feel with Terrifics. Like every month, I think this has got to be done, right? Yeah. And every month, nope. Right, right now, for me, that's Doctor Afra. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I think the same thing. Oh man, there's a couple. There's a couple of Marvel books that I think that with the Invaders. I like the Invaders, yeah. but every month I think this has got to be it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. there's no way. I, dude, I don't know. I assume yeah. Champions is being published solely because Miles Morales is in it, and yeah. Disney is like, you can lose money on a Miles Morales property. Just keep on cranking books out. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, I, no, you're totally right. Who buys that other than me? Or Not very many people. Champions, uh, I, got, I saw one other copy. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 63, we already mentioned Wonder Twins is going to get 7 through 12. Okay. Yeah. My next thing's on 72. Oh, on 70, kind of going into some of the collections here, we've got the Batman Golden Age Omnibus Volume 8. Uh, this just stood out to me because apparently they are re- finally getting to the Joker's Millions story, oh, cool. which this was a story that was adapted to uh, the new Batman Adventures you know, animated series. And I didn't realize it was based on a Golden Age story I don't guess back I when it came out, but it's a really good story. And so it's just kind of continuing that. We've got Detective Comics, Batman, and World's Finest you know, from when they came out back then. In reading order for you. Uh, page 70, yeah, oh, well, page 72, a very DC Halloween in time for Halloween. It's coming Yay, out October 2nd. Actually published at an appropriate yes, time. Yes, yes. Thank you. So you've got uh, 18 stories. So if you're into the 
horror style, or I'm sure some of them are probably a little, you know, dream sequences or whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, just but in time for Halloween. Those, some of these are from those Rebirth era. Um, yeah, the last couple of years. That they've okay. done the last few years, and they've been pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, look, they're not worth $10, <laughs> no. but there are good stories in yeah, them. Yeah, and yeah. I, what I'm yeah. saying is, some, I'm assuming uh, they have picked the good ones and put them in this There's some filler Oh, there's some bad ones in there, but there is good stuff in them. This is the way that, honestly, it would be better to get them, is that someone has sifted the good stuff out and bundled it all in a trade. If you didn't buy those $10 issues, and you probably didn't. It's two books. Oh. It's 18 stories. Oh, no, it's from never mind. House yeah, of you, War and Curse. So it's it, the it's whole just, thing. It's just it's just those two issues. It's those two issues packed together. I thought together. it was oh, old ones. Oh, I missed that. I thought it was some old ones. No, no, okay, no, that's well, 17 then. bucks instead of 20, though. It's cheaper. So you're coming yeah. ahead. And 20% off every day here at Campus Comics. It's an everyday value. Even more. Page 73, Doomsday Clock Part 1, hardcover, reprints issues 1 through 6. We talked about this how long ago? Yeah, they should have done this four months ago. Yeah. So I don't know why they've waited so long. but I have this sinking feeling because I know what I'm going to do. I have every cover of Doomsday Clock. Me too. I'm going to buy this hardcover. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy the second hardcover. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy the one big hardcover that's got <laughs> both of them I in probably it. won't do and that. And then I'm going to ask myself, why did I buy Volumes 1 and Volume 2? But I am going to do it. I, own, <laughs> I have bought all of Mr. Miracle four times so far. And I will probably, if they put another one, I'll buy it fifth time. Like, I... It's the same way I used to be back when, when Star Wars and Indiana Jones were on DVD. I think I've bought Star Wars like nine times yeah, well, between yeah. bootlegs, VHS, Blu-ray, mm-hmm. DVD, I bought it like nine times. And if they put another one out tomorrow, I, I would buy it a tenth time. I'm, <laughs> I am that don't guy. So I, I'm going to buy Doomsday Clock, even though I've read it. Absolute I want to read it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, don't taunt me like that. <laughs> I want well, Absolute we'll Doomsday get, Clock we'll get, so bad. We'll get Absolute Doomsday Clock, <laughs> yeah. and then we'll get uh, Doomsday Clock Noir, uh-huh. where it's black, just the black and white page, the Gary Frank pages, which will look real nice probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so we'll have to do that. Then you get the IDW Artist Edition, which <laughs> oh, will be twice well, as much money yeah. for no good reason yeah. at all. Other than you can you see get the white, you see the white out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's less readable and more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Great, <laughs> which thanks. Is what we're always looking for. Page seventy-eight. Okay, so I got I got seventy-seven. Well, then go. I, I I love Jonah Hex. There is a Jonah Hex Bronze Age Omnibus. It's $125, which is entirely too much, but especially many, since I issues, have a lot of these issues, issues anyway. It's but, probably a lot, right? Uh, it is All-Star Western 10 and 11, Weird Western Tales 12 Two, through 14, five. and 16 through 38, that Jonah Hex cool. 1 through 17, and then JLA 159 so and 165. Oh, wow. So it's 888 pages. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a bit, yeah. but it's, it's really great. I mean, it's basically all of the Bronze Age. Of yeah. So I, like it says it's volume one. I don't know, man. What's that's left? a lot. Yeah, yeah. I know there are more issues, but dang, that's a lot. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited that they are doing it, even if I'm maybe not the audience for it. And then uh, on 78. Yep. Naomi, season one, hardcover. So if you're like me and like to read and trade sometime, I, I actually still haven't read issue one. I have own four copies of issue one and have mm-hmm. not read a single one of them yet. It's, so. it's a little bend to see that it's a little <laughs> too wordy and everybody talks like they are from New York, even though they're ostensibly from like the Midwest or something. Right. Um, and it's it's padded out a little more than it should be. Probably it could mm-hmm. have been, it should have been five issues or maybe a really tight four, but it's six because it's Bendis yeah. and why not? Well, uh, Bendis' is run on Daredevil like was yeah. so good. So yeah. I can't imagine I'm not going to like this. And there's been so much talk about this book. I always, I just... every Daredevil issue of his I would read, my first thought would be, man, that was good. And then I would look at my watch and I would think, I paid a dollar a minute for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is terrible. Yeah, yeah. What is wrong with comics? But then I would think, but it was really good. Mm-hmm. For those three minutes, it was excellent. I would, I would yeah. do the same thing with Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> same deal. You know. 
And then you go two or three issues and not ever see Daredevil. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 83? All right, so 83, Superman Red Sun gets a new printing. Yeah. Surprised it's not a black label. Well, I think that's probably because of the restructuring. I guess now. so, yeah. So. so we may talk about that soon. But uh, Red Sun, well, if I'm you haven't. And that's all I got. On I 80, think I have one more thing. On 86, we've got Young Justice, the animated series, book one. Uh, this is collecting the previous Young Justice uh, cartoon tie-in series they did a few years ago. Uh, so if you're a fan of the Young Justice cartoon, if you've been watching Outsiders, you'll probably want to check this out because some of this stuff is just as dense as the show is with their Easter eggs and stuff like that. And uh, I think it is all supposed to be continuity with the cartoon show. Yeah. So um, on page 91, going into some of the collectibles... We've got the Batman black and white minifigures, Wave 3, where, as before, we've had box sets. Now we are getting the blind bags mm, yeah. that you can buy in store. I don't like blind bags. I appreciated that they did the sets, you know, that you could buy at a comic shop, but On here we are. 93, what I would like to know is how aggressive Mike would like to be in writing off business expenses. <laughs> would you like to buy a... Five foot eight inch, life size, yes. $5,200 Harley statue. I, would love I to. feel like what this store has always missed yeah, is a right. $5,000 Harley Quinn statue. Yeah. And now, now can you can take that leap. Dennis mm -hmm. never would. I know. He wouldn't pop for the $3,000. Dennis would have bought the $5 Harley Quinn statue yeah, yeah. some days. Right. Remember, they did, Bowen did that. Um, Galactus statue that was like three thousand dollars. That mm -hmm. you know that he was standing like Glowed? this. Huh? <laughs> Did it glow? You know, I don't know. Did it it was standing like this, and then the Bowen six scale yeah, Silver yeah. Surfer sat in yeah. its hand <laughs> like that. Dude, that would have been so much more cooler than that. But it is Bruce Tim Harley, so it's still pretty awesome. Yeah. But yeah, five thousand dollars. But again, uh, it's like, why is it so much? Yeah, like I don't you know. see, I've seen these life size Batman Power Rangers statues that. Yeah. $1, I mean, I definitely expect it to be expensive. Yeah, but yeah. Obviously, it's a very rarefied, you know, air mm -hmm. of clients we're looking for here. But five yeah. grand? If I was going to spend anywhere near that on a statue, I'm afraid I would have to get one of the sideshow Iron Mans that lit up. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I want That's an Iron like... Man I can wear. I don't know. That Harley Quinn, like her, that. her gun had better shoot things. Yeah. You know, for me to spend that much money. And even then, it's 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 way too yeah, much. It's yeah. just like, I feel like it was 5000 Like, <laughs> let's do 52 yeah. Like, yeah. Let's yeah. do 52 guys. Uh, and let's let's be honest. If you're willing to spend five grand, exactly. you, I, look, and if I were going to spend five grand, I'd spend another 200 for the joke. Yeah. I'd do it yeah. for the lulls. Well, <laughs> you're not the clientele I deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Man, so, you know, not that we talk about my job very much, but I work work in a digital marketing firm for attorneys. So I do deal with people who would yeah. spend that much. Uh -huh. And the first thing another friend of mine laughed, we're like, what if we could get my boss to spring for that? He's always <laughs> wanting excessive things to decorate our office. What about $5,000 on a statue? What do you think about that? If he were a bigger comic guy, I, I am positive I could get him to do it. Mm. If this were a Star Wars thing, I, I'm fairly sure we could. We at one point talked about getting a life-size Darth Vader for our office to use as a coat rack. That was what he wanted was, what if we could get one and we could use it as our coat rack? And I'm like, that is awesome, and we do need that in our right. office. So. At least get the Han and Carbonite to put on the wall. Yeah. Have Han, we have a Han and Carbonite fridge. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Marvel? a joke. We do. We have a Han and Carbonite fridge in the office. Marvel? Yep. Page two? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yep. Uh, Spider-Man five-issue series written by J.J. Uh, Abrams. Well, ideas by J.J. Abrams. There you go. Yeah. Written, written by, by Henry Abrams', Abrams. his son. That's okay. what this will be. Aha, uh -huh. okay. And boy, 
pros were not happy. They were I don't not. know. I don't know if you commented on that, Dan. <laughs> Some of them had something to say about this. Well, I mean, this people had a, opinions. They did, and this is—I I, just—well, I understand it's the first time we've sure. ever seen nepotism in comic books. <laughs> in comic <laughs> Stan Lee had no connection to Marvel <laughs> no, at all. No, yeah, yeah, none. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wasn't his uncle in running or anything. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, I get the uh, I get the ire, but come on. I'm a little bummed. This is what we lost Sarah Pacelli on Fantastic Four for. That's a very this. good yeah, point. You know what I mean. You could yeah. have thrown anybody on. There. I'm like, she's a great artist, yeah. but I would have preferred her to stay on FF yeah. than this. But I again, agree. nobody asked me. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. So uh, this is. I mean, let's be this, honest. She's hey. a, she's a big part of why that book is going to sell as well as it is. Yeah. But you know, this is just they've wanted Abrams to put sure. the, his name on a book for ten years. They've well, been yeah. trying to get him. This they is haven't they had anybody it. they can do this with since Kevin Smith. Yeah. That's, well, the Stephen King stuff, but again, he wasn't writing that stuff, and he also wasn't doing this yeah. right i mean like a a nerd famous hollywood person doing yeah. a superhero property right. that you can just sell hand over fist in there right so well my problem is is that i don't think jj abrams is a finisher on his stories no so well, i watched lost <laughs> yeah so. that, exactly yeah. That's, that's where that comment is <laughs> yeah. coming from uh, yeah. so it's just like you might be able to get it started but i just like i imagine issue five is going to be a train wreck so well, it'll probably be good mm. one through four and then five that's probably why he's got his kid that's maybe. the thing like maybe his son will pull this together yeah, maybe. we'll see you know, that's the thing. I mean, if they were just hiring his son, nobody would give a crap. But no. the way they're promoting this is this mm-hmm. is Abrams. And he's even said, like, I'm coming up with the concepts. He's doing the legwork, essentially. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's Spider-Man. This isn't like they're doing a Hellcat reboot or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. One this thing is, I will say, though, uh, in defense of him is, look, if I were J.J. Abrams and I had a kid who was a nerd who wanted to write comic books and I could make that happen for him, I oh, would. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Sure. I would. And also... Let's not pretend that they actually took a book away from a working pro. This book right. wasn't going to happen, right. except that they asked for it. And Marvel went, yeah, we do like money. We will do your thing. It wasn't. <laughs> so all the pros were like, I can't get work at Marvel. Yeah, but this is not that. It wasn't yeah. like this book was up for, for you know, for bids grabs. and yeah. you missed your chance. Like, right. this book just wouldn't be being published if it mm-hmm. wasn't associated with J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. 1608 or 1602 wasn't happening without right. Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like Neil Gaiman swooped in and took it out of Dan Slott's hand right. or something like that. <laughs> like, the book is predicated on having his name on it. That's what's going to sell it. Page on six. the next one. Are yeah. we going to talk about Strike Force? Well, I guess do we have to. <laughs> so I do want to talk about I it. Do it's going to come yeah. up again in a minute. Okay. Okay, so do you read Avengers? I, I'm behind on Avengers, so... Okay, how far... Have you read up through the War of the Vampire stuff? No, no. Okay, so... They, I'm still on the Celestial stuff. They made this big, big deal out of the War of the Vampires mm-hmm. is coming, and then it kind of just was like four issues, and it was a bunch of people you didn't know, and it really didn't go anywhere particularly great. It was just, it was just okay. And now... I'm assuming that what we've decided to do at Marvel is we're going to use Avengers as a launch pad for other books. Because isn't that what this probably is? Well, I was thinking that this is the book where they're going to put all the characters that they don't know what to do with. Yes. But it says (laughs) something about uh, a new threat is secretly taking over the planet. And as of the way that War of the Vampires left, where I was like, when are you coming back to this? It didn't end. It ended with the Avengers thinking that they had beaten the vampires, and they had not. They were just plotting in Siberia. Spoilers. Sorry about that. <laughs> it was six months ago, so I think you've read it if you wanted. But I'm assuming that's what this is. This is them teaming up to go fight the vampires from War of mm-hmm. the Vampires. And I bring this up because... 
currently in, in a couple of pages we're going to get to avengers and avengers has a very ghost rider centric story and they've talked about there being a ghost rider reboot and at the end of the catalog there's a teaser for a ghost rider reboot so i i don't know it just feels like we're just using another book as a launching pad for other books that no one really wanted but you're thinking if we put it in a book you do buy this is like the, i get that the marvel has a history of this right like they relaunched <laughs> x-men through hulk so with, with Hulk 180 and 181, like right. Marvel does that, but it just feels kind of lazy. Like there were four whole issues of Avengers devoted to launching this book that no one asked to have. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was Red Hood, not Wiccan. I didn't realize until I read the copy that that wasn't Red Hood in there on the on the right hand side. I'd like it better if it was Red. I think I would too. Red Hood. The Hood. Yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're totally right. You're right. You're right. The Hood was a Brian Vaughn. Well, here's the other thing. Give me more of that. I really didn't pay attention to this, and I thought there was a Marvel game called Strike Force, and I thought this was a tie into the game. That's a very good point. And had I not been reading Avengers, I think I probably would have thought that too. I think isn't there a Marvel mobile game called Strike Force? I think so. Probably. It's something like that. Yeah. It's either that or they just need to keep, you know, copyright and trademark yeah. on those characters so they got to put them someplace. So. Yeah. Okay. Which they could be doing on page 12, 12 with yeah. Marvel Comics 1001. Yeah. If Marvel well, Comics 1000 wasn't bad enough, yeah. we get Marvel Comics 1001. I, several <laughs> times when marking this, I thought to myself, that is the most Marvel thing I've seen in a while. Right. And then I kept going through and I think, nope, that was. Marvel making a gimmick book for 1000 right. uh -huh. was a very Marvel thing. Marvel making 1001 is more Marvel okay. than that, right? And I love, I love the copy. Who is the mysterious new character from Marvel's past? Oxymoron much? Oh my gosh, that's just and, absurd. And nothing will ever be the same. And you, because well, you demanded it. We've got this. Nope uh, said. I, I, I want to wind back to true something. Believer. I want to wind back to something, true believers. You guys may have talked about this before. I, this might be something everybody but me already knew. So on the, the, the Jonathan Hickman X-Men books, did everybody know that this is House of X? And Powers of X. Powers of 10. Oh. Uh, he clarified in an interview that it's House of X, Powers of 10. Shut and up. they were like, what the hell does that mean? And he was like, you'll have to read to find out. Oh, my God. And I like, don't know if that like makes it. 10, uh, maybe. Or what? It's like OS X and iPhone 10. I don't know if that makes it better <laughs> Or worse. worse, I don't know. <laughs> well, like, so in a way, it makes it better because I no. couldn't figure out why we needed two books at the same time. If they're the same thing, why? But they are two separate things. And if you also read how you were supposed to read these, they are they are to be read in parallel. That each issue references the other, so you can read them in whichever order you want. But one issue but concurrent. Yes. Uh, wow. And I love Jonathan Hickman, even though I met him one time at a con and he was a little weird. Uh, but his, <laughs> his books are really good. So I'm going to read it, and, oh, yeah. I, and yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. But the Powers of Ten thing just, again, that's the most Marvel thing I've heard in a while. <laughs> like, no, it's not. It's Powers of X, and you know it. No, okay, no, It's Powers of Ten, man. So on page 14, did anybody else besides me go through looking for a DC image? I did, I did. Okay, I did, too. I didn't All right. see I didn't it. See you know what did happen like, in the other one, yeah, right? Yeah, so, okay. yeah. That's the, well, make yeah. sure that you knew that yes. happened. <laughs> yeah, I think they probably looked at this one a little closer. If yeah, I, I would hope guess. so. Again, don't well, use The fact that there's Google. so much Thanos mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> helps a little. Yeah. There's a Thanos made of Thanos. Oh, is that Dark Side? <laughs> <laughs> if it's not Deadpool, it's Deathstroke. Right. Yeah, that'd be great. So, uh, 
anyway, that's another. It's a variant cover from Marvel Comics 1001, if you're wondering what we're blabbering on about. Pages 15 through 24, Absolute Carnage. Just craziness. Next. <laughs> Moving on. The only Moving thing on. I will say is, well, there's Donny Kate stuff, and that stuff will be really good. It's really all over the place where the rest of these are, right? Because you've got, like, Frank Thierry, who, sorry to the Frank Thierry fans out there, I think is quite awful most of the time. Um, but then you've got, like, uh, Ed Brisson that did, uh, this been doing X-Men, and he's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. He's doing the Ghost Rider, the Symbiotes of Vengeance, which, by the way, feels like it's straight Symbi- out of 1992. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It's so 90s Marvel. The Symbiote Spider-Man having an absolute car. So, like, help me out here, man. It's a period We've got piece, a right? retcon <laughs> throwback mini that's yeah. getting a tie into a modern crossover. That's the most Marvel thing so far. Like, do they just keep one up in themselves? Hey, on 25, anybody want a book about a clown? No, no. All right. Well, yeah. So, hey, so uh, Mad Magazine is doing so well over at DC that what does Marvel do? Brings back crazy. (laughs) One issue, though. So just a one shot. But yeah. So for now. For now. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. What? That's the way. That's the way. Like 50% of the books are now. I think it's just to maintain some type. Yeah, trademark slash copyright. copyright hey, they're making money on these movies, man. They're not going to let anything go yeah. slip away. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah, crazy the movie. Yeah. Phase five. <laughs> Phase five. Uh, 26. Actually, I'm kind of looking forward to this one. Web of Black Widow. We mentioned Jody Hauser earlier, so here's she's working at Marvel. You know what? God bless them. They put one of five right there. They, there you go. They're not yeah. pretending this right. is an ongoing. <laughs> it's a mini. Here you go. For five issues. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> While they just... There's another one, or it just wrapped up, right? Yeah. That Clayton Crane was doing the art for on that, that other Black, that other Black Widow book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. one too terrible. Longer. Yeah, yeah the, I just I, I read Black Widow fairly regularly. The Mark Wade Chris Somney stuff oh, was really good. 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 So <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like yeah. it could have been. <laughs> yeah, what did you say? <laughs> movie it, that better be the basis. Oh yeah, it's solo movie. It's it's about. gonna be. It's gonna be. You think so? Yeah, it is. It's gonna have to be just to yeah. Which and, I don't know. If yeah. You've by seen the way, that, yeah. by the way, good luck. God bless you for trying to figure out what the first appearance is. Yeah. Since the internet cannot agree on what the first appearance of this Black Widow two is. Yeah. I've Not seen really. I've seen at least three different. No, this is the first appearance, and then there is a Marvel Knights preview book that oh, yeah? was technically printed before all the other ones. And Came with the wizard. I don't, Maybe. I don't do the preview stories. I don't count those as first appearances. So I'm, I think well, it's the then, Inhumans 5. Then uh, then is Hellboy the, is a real conundrum. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, um, uh, now I thought, okay, maybe this is a Far From Home spoiler. So there's a scene in there's a scene in Far Have From Home. Have you not home seen it? Oh, where, where, Peter, where Peter Parker meets this blonde-headed woman. And I would, I thought that that was going to be her. I, I kind of did too. But they never gave a name or I anything. Know, I so I, I, I don't think that would have ruined the movie for you. So you're good. It's safe. Yeah. You can talk about. And then you can talk about. You can talk about Zombie Uncle Ben now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On right, page twenty-eight, we've got uh, King Thor yeah. number one with uh, Jason Aaron and Izzad Rubik. I like this team up. Because that was like the very first Jason Aaron Thor stuff I, I read was these yeah. two together. I have been a little disillusioned with Jason, some of Jason Aaron's writing here lately. Uh, the first Avengers arc, and the it's not great. And then the it's not bad, yeah. but it's not great. It's, it's just it's just, silly. Yeah, it's silly. And then the last Thor run of Jason Aaron was even sillier than the Avengers stuff was. And his, his Thor's been. It was me. good for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I mean the yeah, 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 yeah. And then now it's just like, 
I, 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 yeah. I love the King Thor sequences when he started. I'm yes. definitely picking this. Oh up. yeah, I'm gonna so. get back on for this because of the, because of the team. I just feel like every time we turn around, he's saying that this is the end of the story that he started and blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's another. Because I thought thing. that was what mm-hmm. War of the Realms was supposed yes. to be. Yeah. Until they're like, oh, well, here's another thing. Okay. Well, I view this as a continuation, actually, of the the Jane Foster stuff because in the Jane Foster at Valhalla's Gates, they talked about the future. Yeah. What was going to happen? I think this is kind of tying into some of that future. So, but I don't know. Who knows? Um, uh, my next thing's on forty six. Well, on thirty two and thirty three here, we've got some uh, variant covers that are listed as immor- immortal variant covers, which I guess what's that is, referencing? I yeah, wonder. Yeah, but it's just like mm. so. It's the, it's the artistic representation. Of the Hulk's transformation, I guess. How does that tie into these other characters, though? I don't really yeah. get. I like the idea of Peter Parker apparently melting into Spider-Man. Yeah, into his costume. That's not weird at all. You know. <laughs> and and Moon Knight just having a thought balloon. That was <laughs> Moon, Moon Knight's is actually kind of awesome <laughs> though because yeah. it looks you know trippy and weird. Yeah, yeah but that's a nice cover. Yeah. I don't need that to tie it, in. Well, no, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't look like the other yeah, three. Exactly. No, it doesn't. Doesn't. One of these things is not like the other. Right. One of these things does just not belong. And like oh, maybe <laughs> only Thing and Venom actually make sense. Yeah. You know, as far as what that is. Marvel's the Thing one so so because he's yeah. transformed as well. Right. So. What Marvel's doing with their variants anymore is weird anyway. You know what I mean? It's just like. Why does every book need a Spider-Man variant? Yeah, yeah. you know why does it need a and like Hulk villains variant? We know, talked about this on one of the ones you were gone. So weird. One of the ones you were gone has uh, nothing to do. I, yeah. I bought that. I bought a, a variant that I saw an '80s style Punisher on it, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, what is this?" And I picked it up and had a lot of Marvel characters in their '80s costumes, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's fantastic! I'll buy that." And I didn't even look because it's like Virgin Art, so you've yeah, got yeah. you know not really any indicia or, or titles or anything on it. And I got home and I was like, "What the hell book even is this? <laughs> like, is this a Punisher variant?" And I scanned it into my database, and it was like four nine or whatever. And I thought Thor, yeah. and I opened it up. Sure enough, it's a Thor. It just had a yeah, rando yeah, yeah. Thor's so nowhere weird. on the cover, like Punisher right. front and center. Uh, I don't understand. I it. did I the same thing with Thor number. Four, where it was a Fantastic Four variant with yeah. She Hulk by Brian Hitch. It was a cool cover. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then you get on and you're like, yeah. What book have I bought? But that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. Like, we, you know, work here and uh-huh. we have that issue. Right. Yeah. Ju- right. Some casual reader comes in, think they're picking up a Punisher book. Uh-huh. They're like, What is this? You yeah. know, it's gotten to the point where, like, you know, what I do here at the shop is I'll bag and board the variants so everybody yeah. knows that they're the variants and everything yeah. like that. But it's gotten to the point where you gotta put a sticker yeah. on it and make a note of the yeah. title of what the book is because there's nothing I, I swear we're not kidding. Nothing to do with I swear the book. we're not kidding. Not Punisher. Right. Actually Thor. Is, like, you realistically yeah. could imagine a person coming in because you know this happens, guys. Uh-huh. People come in and say, my kid loves blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. My kid yeah. just saw this movie. Uh-huh. Have you got some comics with... And you let them roam around and you try to steer them in the right direction. But a person could come in and say, oh, man, my kids love the Fantastic Four. Right. And then they get home and they're like, they're nowhere in this comic. <laughs> yeah. Those guys ripped me off. Yeah. It's, it's really it's well, it's like the, DC did those Harley Quinn black bag books that were just variant covers to other titles like Green Arrow and yeah. Justice yeah. League. And yeah. It's like people are buying those thinking it's a Harley Quinn story and uh-huh. it's, a, it's just a Harley Quinn cover. Yeah. yeah. It's a very weird way to sell books. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, They've been doing it for a while, though. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. 46? Yep. I got 39, but it's just a rehash of what I was already going to say, which is, here we are. It's I know it's Cosmic Ghost Rider, but mm-hmm. they have been talking about how Avengers are building towards a Ghost Rider-centric story, and I... I it's just to spin another Ghost Rider book off of it. Yeah. And I don't know why I find this a little... 
I'm not put off by very many salesy tactics in mm-hmm. comics, right? Like yeah. that doesn't bother me. I'm I'm here for the salesy tactics. I'm your customer for this stuff. And I'm like, that's a little skeezy, man. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just kind of lame. It offends my comic book sense of It does. <laughs> it offends me as a reader and a consumer. <laughs> I'm, I'm the only one reading Savage Avengers, right? Yes. It's so dumb and it's so fun. <laughs> I like it so much. I shouldn't. I, I, I read it and I think this is the dumbest thing. And I'm like, it's a really good time. I'm going to read another one of those. <laughs> when it comes out again, I will buy it. And uh, 43 is your weekly reminder, your monthly reminder yeah. to read Immortal Hulk. Hulk yeah. And same thing on 45. Still read Immortal Hulk. And so, then, Scott, you're on 47? No, you go ahead. Okay, so on 46 and 47, we have this month's uh, True Believers entries. Uh, we got a lot of different Hulk ones here. Ten Hulk ones. Yeah, and just sort of reprinting some of the uh, different variations of the Hulk. We've got mm-hmm. Red Hulk, Smart Hulk, Dumb Hulk. Mr. Fix-It. Professor Hulk. We got the proto-Hulks from like the 50s. Mm-hmm. Characters that that just, one's kind of cool. just called Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, twenty ninety nine Unlimited, number <laughs> one, which we probably still have in our dollar. Oh, yeah, you don't have point. to wait yeah. for two months to read that one. No. <laughs> Is Gerard Jones the Hulk 2099? Uh, maybe. Okay, so I want to get to... That's you know why I said today, I'll talk you know about later. Is, right? It's his birthday. Jones. So think about that before you speak. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I, I only bring it up because there was a, there is a 2099 book that he did that Marvel then canceled the collections. Uh-huh. Why is that? <laughs> no reason. Okay. Guys, guys go, don't Google Gerard Jones. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I'm finally remembering what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. not great. Uh, yeah. Uh, but but Marvel canceled it because it is no longer right. You know, really cool to be making money for the guy. And I thought it was Hulk twenty ninety nine. So I'm kind of like mm-hmm. at one point they, I, I don't know if he wrote that Hulk twenty nine story in twenty ninety nine right. unlimited or if that's somebody else just using that character. Right. I think this is a replacement because I think originally they were going to do Hulk twenty ninety nine number one. Oh, I think okay. they pulled yeah, in, this is the first this appearance. In, of first appearance. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah, it's, maybe, so maybe he just wrote the better. ongoing and not this. And even though it is his birthday, he's probably not having a very good one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, you know, if there's any justice, he's not. 40, <laughs> page fifty two. Forty page forty eight. <laughs> okay. I did not realize that Dan Slott was writing Iron Man. Yeah. All right, and a couple of things. That's uh, pretty this, fun. It's, it's got Ultron, which, uh, and we're gonna have an appearance from Machine Man. All right, and oh, then dude, Machine Man's been like a huge part of his run. I see. I did not realize that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's, I'm just I'm just behind on Iron Man, and uh, 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 I will soon because this is 2019. We're soon going to get Iron Man 2020. So it's going to be back. He's going to be back. Uh, Mark my words. I'm, I know he is. They yeah. mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he used the costume in Slots Run. Oh, really? Okay, cool. So I haven't read it yet, so I need yeah. to. Yep, nope. I, I started stockpiling uh, first appearances. I don't know Machine if that Man makes you an amazing predi- predictor or the worst, <laughs> but it's, it's pretty good that hey. you knew that and you aren't reading it, but like, no, no, like, you're no. totally right. Okay, right cool. These things so, are all things that happen. Good job, Scott. I've got, got like a half dozen copies of Machine Man limited series issue number two right now, so yeah. I, guess, I don't know if they're worth anything yet, but uh, <laughs> I think something's going to happen. Keep them until they I are. Tried. I am, so it may take forever. But <laughs> On 50, I, I'm going to say it again. I think Superior Spider-Man is really underrated, and I think Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man is more underrated. Um, they're both they're both really fun. Superior Spider-Man reminds me of like uh, a B-list Marvel book from when I was first reading comics. It's like West Coast Avengers kind of stuff, <laughs> where it, it doesn't have to be tied to anything else. So they're oddly free to kind of just do whatever the heck they want because nobody cares what's going on in that book, which is great. And then Friendly Neighborhood is just, I don't know, it's got a little bit more of the 
heart of the character than Amazing does. Do you read Amazing? No. It's just okay. And yeah. I like Nick Spencer a lot, and I love Ryan Otley's artwork. If Ryan Otley wasn't drawing that book, I don't know that I'd still be buying it. Yeah. And I love Spider-Man. It's just okay. Mm. But but Friendly Neighborhood is great. But it's, it's Tom Taylor, the same, same guy who does Deceased. Uh, next thing? 52, we've got Miles Morales, Spider-Man, number 10, but it looks like it is his 250th issue. And so I don't know if this is just an anniversary cover, but it looks like we've got Ultimate Green Goblin and Ultimate Giant Man in here. So, and I think some people are predicting that that Ultimate Giant Man, Giant Man is a new character that they're introducing here. My next thing is not until page 69, so... I don't know what page this is, because they don't like numbers. Yep. Uh, 56, we've got Amazing Spider-Man going big number one. Mm-hmm. And so it looks like this is another kind of anniversary throwback issue where we have Eric Larson doing a story, and then Jerry Conway and Mark Begley doing a story. What so. page are you on? <laughs> 56. <laughs> I was back on 61. That really wasn't a joke, I promise. But then I realized, oh, I was funny without meaning to be. Uh, no, on 61, these were two great examples of where I say there should be a of whatever. Don't pretend that Valkyrie, Jane Foster, mm-hmm. and Loki are ongoing books. No. I will not believe that these are going to, to last. Now, look, I, I think. Jason Aaron and Al Ewing doing a Valkyrie book sounds really fun. I'm mm-hmm. not ragging the book. I'm ragging that I don't think Marvel will this give this that much mm-hmm. time. Right. Like, because it, it's not going to sell a crazy amount of no, anything, no. you know. And and then Loki is like Daniel Kibblesmith, who's perfectly fine, but not setting the world on fire for yeah. for sales. It's not like he's a legend. On sixty six, we've got some more facsimile editions from Marvel this month. Uh, we've got Daredevil one eighty one. You know, pretty pivotal issue there. I could see that being one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider Woman number one. Uh, okay, mm. maybe. Son of Satan, Marvel Spotlight number twelve. Who cares? <laughs> Who needs a facsimile of this? I, to me, I, I just I'll just throw out some advice that I was given by a poster guy. Mm-hmm. He says, anytime you see Marvel put out a poster with a character that doesn't make any sense or just like this that seems off, go find that character's first appearance and, and buy it. So, like, I got it my two Christmases ago. My one, my kids got me a some pajamas, and it had like all the regular Marvel characters on it. But and instead, son of Satan, no, no, but in, Merry in, Christmas, Dad. You're son of Satan. Yeah. But instead of having instead of having regular Hawkeye, uh-huh. it had Kate Bishop Hawkeye, oh. and it had Ronan on the cover. Right. So I went and bought. I got like about. Ten copies of the Kate Bishop and about six mm-hmm. copies of the first appearance of Ronan. Yeah, and I sold all of those right. over the last year. So I think yeah. it is. I think it is perfectly feasible that you could get a Son of Satan show if it were called Hellstorm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I find it hard to imagine it on Disney Plus. <laughs> right, but but, it's, but it's, they're also doing the Mandalorian on there, Hellstrum. and they're saying that the man they're saying the Mandalorian is going to be a little gritty for Star Wars. So. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, Maybe. see how gritty this stuff is. Uh, what was Son of Satan? 69. What was Son of Satan? What did you say? <laughs> Marvel Spotlight. Marvel Spotlight number 12. <laughs> 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 laughing about Son of Satan. It's a follow-up to Ghost Rider, and Ghost Rider on the big screen has been so tarnished. Mm-hmm. If they want to do some other occult storyline, uh-huh. who's their next biggest well, occult character? Right, they can't use Blade right? Yeah. without... Addressing yeah. having Wesley Snipes or not having Wesley Snipes. Right. Well, that's easy yeah. answer. Don't have Wesley yeah. Snipes. Yeah, that's, that's that's but I'm just but, saying, yeah. like, you're going to get the, like, that's not my blade. People are going to freak right. out. Move on with Blade. Yeah. Come on. How long has it been? It's been 
15 yeah, I don't years? Know, since three since Trinity. Yeah. Yes. Long time. How many? How many other superhero movies with a uh, lead of color have you had? Well, Black Panther pops uh-huh. into mind. Yeah. And? <laughs> okay. and yeah. yeah. Where are the others? Well, yeah. they that, just, that's why they're going to be a little touchy about Blade. I would you imagine. You just get the right actor, though. It doesn't oh, I matter. Yeah. I just get the right I, actor. I'd be perfectly fine with them bringing Blade back. I'm just saying, yeah. if they just all of a sudden throw it out and be like, "Well, we can't." Yeah. It, and it, unfortunately, some, some of their better choices now are are being used. They were used in Black Panther, you know. Yeah. So it's like, who are you going to get to take play that? Yeah, character? A, lot, a lot of bigger names that are the right age group mm-hmm. to, to play a yeah. lead are, are were all in Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, page 69, Doctor Strange number 20, listed as the last issue of Doctor Strange Those until October. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. Time. Yeah, I'm sure that's yeah. the last you know issue for September. Yeah. Uh, but October, I, I assume we're getting a new number one for yeah. that one. Uh, On page 70, we've got Marvel Comics Presents number nine, and it's listed as the all Wolverine mm-hmm. issue. There's been speculation this might be the last issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't say final issue on here, but... Uh, it's just what is it? it's probably two chapters worth of Wolverine, which was supposed to be a twelve issue run. Yeah. So that would only take you up just to ten jammed, issues. Jammed the rest of the story. But there is a second that. Wolverine story in here also. So I feel like they would be announcing if this were the last issue, especially the way everybody went crazy over six. Yeah. I can't imagine that gets canceled now. I, you know, I bought that book just cause. Yeah. And I was like, man, I look real smart. Yeah, I know. You know <laughs> All of a sudden. Yeah, and it's been really good. Yeah. You know. I, I bought it just because I have fond memories of buying Marvel Comics Presents exactly. to get Weapon X. Yeah, and it's, and I was brown, like, oh, it's, it's Brown Mar- 2 Wolverine. I, Marvel Comics Presents and Brown 2 Wolverine. Mm. Give it to me. And now yeah. I'm like, wow, I'm going to put my kids through college for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not going to stick. We all yeah. know it's not going to stick. Yeah. On uh, 88? 83. I got, I got 75. Oh. Am I the only one reading Donny Cates' Guardians? Yes. Oh, man, it's so good. It's really, really, really good. I, I, I same thing with this. Three really. Yeah, that it's the same <laughs> thing with this that I have with Green Lantern. I had been sitting on it, waiting to read them, and I, I, I no joke, I read them while letting my dog enjoy nice weather one day. Mm-hmm. I sat outside and I read Guardians while the dog ran through the yard, and it was a, it's a fantastic way to spend a Saturday. <laughs> but it's 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 quite good. Silver Surfer Black, I actually don't like as much as I like Guardians, but I do like it. It was it was. Number one was fun, but uh, Guardians really got me that it felt it felt like a good throwback comic that every issue has ended with a nice cliffhanger that made me go, damn it, I want to read another one of those. Mm-hmm. And I did until I ran out of them. And then I was like, but no, <laughs> how can I have read all of them already? So, no, it's it's really fun. A very underrated book. 83? Go ahead. Okay, so Alpha Flight True North number one. The copy says... Let me read this exactly. Uh, Join the greatest creators the Great White North has to offer as we unearth the secret history of the classic Alpha Flight stalwarts. And it lists them. And I'm looking at the list of creators, and there's a very important Canadian name that is missing from that list of greatest Canadian creators. Uh, I don't think they can say that legally without having John Byrne in this list. Well, that's because John Byrne's a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's just it. Yeah, but still, you know. Especially on Alpha Flight. On Alpha Flight, yeah. I I agree, it should be on there, but... Yes. I want to go back to, well, I'm just going to be snarky. Um, So, (laughs) these, these Acts of Evil annuals... Okay, so, on 78, we got Ghost Spider annual. 79, we got Moon Knight annual. 80, we got Wolverine annual. Why? Wolverine and Moon Knight don't have books. Why do they get annuals? <laughs> the same reason Silver Surfer got an annual yeah. a while back. Did he? Yeah. yeah. After the slot, yeah. After the slot series was was over, they put out a Silver Surfer annual. I, I, I don't. 
I'm just so baffled. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a very Marvel thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're just publishing annuals for what book? Well, some books that don't actually have ongoings. Why but they not just have though. a one shot? I don't. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Or just uh, Acts of Evil. Why, why is it not called Acts of Evil Punisher? Yeah. Acts of Evil Moon Knight. Like, well, the Punisher ones in the regulars. No way. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, Wolverine. Punisher's not Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. Acts of Evil yeah. Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Getting ahead of myself. Yeah, I just. Yeah. I mean, the original Acts of Vengeance was a s- annual crossover, mm-hmm. right? But this Do is. I don't care enough about it to. Keep it an annual crossover twenty years later Does, or thirty years later. I don't feel I, I have a I have a friend who will remain nameless, but if you listen to this, he will know that it is him, who has ranted at me multiple times about how annuals don't need to be published anymore because they're not published on an annual basis one to one the way they used, used to be. To be right. Like if you look back and and I at one point thought, well, that can't be right. They can't have always been. And I did look. Yeah. And for a few years that he and I are about the same age and we were reading comics, I do remember like X-Men annuals came out in the summer every year. Yeah. And Spider-Man ones came out like a couple months before the X-Men ones. And I remember buying them all summer long. They but were they fifth can't Wednesday. have always been that way, right? They're fifth Wednesday books. Yeah, what they are. I They're thought they Wednesday used books. to just be, they yeah. came out once a year, mm-hmm. not yeah. 12 months after the last yeah. one. Yeah. But I don't. I kind of don't know why they still make annuals at this point. <laughs> I do. You, were you ever a person that loved them? I loved them when I was a kid. They, DC, they, DC would do the big crossovers. Yes, that's what I say. DC annuals were like, I, oh, gimme, gimme, gimme. I have an affinity for Armageddon 2001. I'm probably the only one. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but this is it's why. exactly what I was going to say. You know, there was some cool. Uh, oh man, what was it called? Uh, there was another one that was decent. I can't think of the name of right now. But, you know, they did Bloodlines back then, which a lot of it was trash. Well, but you got a couple cool characters. They did like the, like, Hitman uh, came out of that and stuff like that. Didn't they do the one where it was, uh, it was like, time-displaced versions of the characters were in the annuals one year? Uh, they did the, like, no, the, the the pulpy versions? Yeah, there was the pulps. There was that Legends of the Dead Earth where it's, like, yeah, the yeah. future after Earth is yeah. gone. They did Elseworlds. They did Year One. They did the One Millions. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. So. I, I love that stuff, but I don't... I, I feel like nobody's done annuals consistently no. for so long that it. if you were a reasonably recent comic fan, and I think about some of the people who, who buy here who are in college, they don't know what the hell any of that means. Right, like they yeah. have, if, if they just got into comics in the last five or six years, there is no expectation of annuals coming and, out. And so why do it? Right. It wasn't the thing either of like back then we didn't have a ton of miniseries and right. one shots playing right. in the right. market. Yeah. Annuals Batman, felt really special and cool. Batman, like, oh my God, it's 48 you get, pages. You get a 13th issue of Batman this year. Right. You know, that I kind remember of being excited to get Detective Comics annuals and be like, hell yeah, I got two issues yeah. of Detective this Or you month. get that number yeah. one that's uh, mature readers and you can't buy it. <laughs> Some of my all time favorite favorite Marvel comic stories are in annuals, like mm-hmm. Avengers Annual 10, Avengers Annual 9. There was well, the, the Avengers like, Marvel 2-in-1 crossover that rolled with the big Rogue, first Thanos story. Rogue's first Avengers Annual, Avengers annual? Okay. Yeah. Michael Golden art. You get, like, this was, there was a time there where, like, Arthur Adams was only, like, doing yeah, annual Yeah, he did X-Men work. annuals yeah. and stuff, yeah. Some of those X-Men annuals are terrific. You got the yeah. X-Men and Asgard. And just, they were they were much bigger you deals either, then. You either got the main team doing something that mattered, mm-hmm. or you got a team you didn't normally get doing something really cool that you didn't get to see normally yeah. and it for years it's been the where we shove the drawer stories mm-hmm. out yeah. Yeah. and just be like here you go the dc secret files are the worst offender right because oh, yeah. they take a handful of, of fill-in <laughs> stories throw them in and then they fill the rest of the book out with some like bio pages oh yeah right. i've never heard too. of batman's backstory better pour over this one or, oh his parents were killed you say or they set up a villain that never plays out right like they right. did that one time mm-hmm. I, I yeah. think it was the crossovers is what killed the annual, honestly. Yeah, yeah. all those acts oh, of vengeance sure. and stuff like that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. No, no, that's all right. And people come in, you're exactly right, because young people come in and just say, annual, what's this? I'm like, and all I ever say is just like, 
it's just an out of continuity story that they want to print, you know, and that's really all it amounts to these days. He's Some like you really said, they're drawer yeah. stories and yeah. stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's just not in continuity at the time. I, I point time. people to them because they're soft. Most of the time they're self-contained stories. Yes. Yeah. That's what's really nice. Yeah. Them. Get a story, get a whole yeah. story. Yeah. If you don't know, by the way, if you are reasonably new to comics, like we were just talking about a drawer stories, uh, editors at Marvel and DC really do commission sometimes partially full issue stories and sometimes full issue stories to be used as fill-ins if something should happen to a regular creator mm-hmm. on the book and they need to get the book out in time they just yank a story it comes from back in the day it was like literally a finished issue in a drawer and you just mm-hmm. pull yeah. it out of the drawer and go print that um, and that's why if you look back at some issues in classic runs from the 80s and stuff there's a rando mm-hmm. fill-in if you're like looking at John Byrne's Fantastic Four and there's a yeah. weird issue mm-hmm. where it's not Byrne mm-hmm. that's why he took a month yeah. off they put something else in there and then he picks it back up um, but they, they still do it it's just that every yeah. so often those stories sort of like lose their shelf life because because if they're in any way referential to something that might be changing, you need to get Which those stories out. Otherwise, they never used. Changes all the time. Yes, now. Yeah. Just right. costumes and, and that's change. what I'm saying. Well, so yeah. imagine if they used to go bad. Imagine how yeah. often they go bad now, right? right? Um, and, and there are stories from there are stories from like I know for a fact that Tom King has unpublished DC Batman stories mm-hmm. that yeah. are uh, because I don't know if you saw them at mm-hmm. at Salukicon like. Uh, Trevor Von Eden had the pages oh, no, for I didn't sale see for his oh, yeah. unpublished Tom King book. Oh, I didn't know really? he even had worked on a Tom King book. He didn't say anything about it, that. Because so. it was never done. Wow. Yeah. It was never put out. But he did a Batman it, Black Lightning story, and DC's never published it. And oh, it is, wow. he's like, they, and I asked him if they could ever do it. He's like, yeah, they still own it. Like, it's still, he's like, I'd love for him to publish it. I loved it. It was great. Yeah. Wasn't, that, wasn't there a Superman book that came out this past year that was like a lost story that somebody uh, it had was, written? Like, well, there was in Action 1000. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, that there was a, was it Action 1000? I think, yeah. I think that there was an unpublished. it was in the oh, hardcover. Oh, no, no, there was in a Marv Wolfman. Yes. the yeah. story like the, yeah yeah that story yeah but yeah. it's a drawer story that for yeah. one reason or another just, just never got didn't published. get put out you're both, in, you're both right yeah there is the marv wolfman story there is a story in actual 1000 well, is there a schuster story yeah in, is in it in the hardcover hardcover yeah i know so i remember there's one in one there's one, a one, one the shot of the marv wolfman yeah uh-huh. oh okay something yeah, like right. that yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that there was like back in the early bullpen days at marvel the stan lee was notorious for this he would want to give the writers and artists work and he would they would he would continue to buy stories and just put them in the drawer uh-huh. and then when the publisher found out that he had months or years yeah. of stories just waiting to be published uh-huh. and they were still commissioning new work that's when like the entire bullpen at marvel got fired mm-hmm. because the company had enough uh, had enough you know material for why the hell are we paying new people yeah why yeah. are we putting why we are you paying for new material yeah. for a couple of years for a couple of years and pay. not pay anybody else anything yeah. so that was you, you, you know, know that is my that is my conspiracy theory about the Walmart books at DC oh. I think they are testing the waters to see how many how many reprints they can put out a month and have people still buy them because <laughs> there's there, there are from all over the continuity eras yeah. they're a <coughs> mashup and there's 10 pages of new material yeah. 84 Page 84. All right, so 84, New Mutants, War Children, uh, Chris Claremont, Bill Sienkiewicz. Uh, Yeah, we got a a Warlock story. This is a one-shot, so why is it not an annual? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, New Mutants. uh, This was a pretty popular team-up. Got a Bob McCloud uh, variant cover, so he helped uh, McCloud co-created, you know, the New Mutants with Claremont. Mm -hmm. So this this is something that uh, could be good. I feel like this is going to be one of those books that people who have never read either of these people when they were in their prime like <laughs> yeah. have heard of them mm-hmm. are going to pick it up and be like what is the big deal <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
Not that there's gonna be anything wrong with it, right. but you know what I mean. It's well, it's one of those things you hear about so much. You know what I mean. And then yeah. by the time you get to it, you're like, oh, okay. The first Chris Claremont book I've read, Danny will appreciate this because you probably have read them. The first Chris Claremont book I read was Sovereign Seven Number One, and I was like, what in the hell is the big deal with Chris Claremont? <laughs> and then I, I read think, his X Men later, he, and I was like, oh, it's really good. This is just bad. I think that's he, good. I think he is, owns them. Yeah, he does. Because they've never brought those characters back. They're not in like the encyclopedias. Yeah, it was like, they a, do it was like a creator like owned yeah, thing, yeah. which was weird. I think we have some of the dollar box if you want to go back to it. <laughs> and they're, they're overpriced at that dollar, too. And look, on the next page, Sinners Beware. Why, it's almost like there's a Ghost Rider reboot. I don't know. That could be a new Wrecking Crew thing. <laughs> the Wrecking Crew punishes Sinners? Yeah. <laughs> they found Jesus. It's a religious fundamentalist Wrecking Crew. They're wrecking Son of Satan. That's who they're after. There you go. Dude, how great on 88 is this not Joe Kubert cover. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's not. It's not Joe no, Kubert, but it Garnier. sure as hell yeah. looks like mm-hmm. it. And it's really well done. I love it. Yeah, and so we've got a new Conan the Barbarian this month. So yeah, apparently we haven't it, had one for how many months? Well, I think it was just last, just last, month? last month's solicits. Mm-hmm. So I think they just took a month off, and then Izzad Ribic came out with that one-shot deal. Because yeah. Savage Sorum is, of Conan is now caught up with them number-wise. Yeah. Uh, on page, uh, I don't know. It's the end of the Star Wars section. <laughs> it's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Dark Temple 1 and 2. Uh, it's tying into the new video game they got coming out. There's that preview video online of get gameplay and the very generic-looking main character, which is a real dude <laughs> that everyone's complaining about. <laughs> he has the most paint-by-numbers Star Wars name. It's so yeah. generic, I honestly can't remember yeah, it. really. I'm going to look it up. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm looking it up. I probably heard it. Page, it's uh, so... but, he, but if you've watched Gotham, he's the Joker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, that's page, who it is. Page 107, uh, we've got reprints of the Brian Michael Bendis Daredevil stuff that we mentioned earlier on. So if you've... I really, really enjoy this part of Daredevil between Bendis and, um, and uh, oh my gosh, I Alex forgot the, uh, Brubaker, oh. Brubaker, um, outstanding Daredevil stuff. Daredevil was Marvel's best title for a very, very long time. Um, so if you've not read any of this, I, I strongly, strongly recommend it. Uh, uh, back on 105, sorry. we've got the Marvel Select Avengers Endgame Hulk action figure. Uh, just the most generic looking face on that guy. You know, as, as expressive as they try to make the Hulk in these movies now, it's just like, it, it's an okay looking figure, but do have him smiling or something or put the glasses on him from the movie? I don't know. It's just sort of eh. But we also have okay. the Marvel Comics Milestones Ghost Rider resin statue where he's kind of riding on the bike coming up out of the asphalt or hell or something. Right. I don't know. It's... Something different for a Ghost Rider statue. How does this been around here? You know, could be either way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no I don't have anything to one twenty nine. That's I, you're on, we're on the okay, same page. Is that the page. Yeah, right. page one twenty nine. Spider Man Life Story. Uh, you get the five issue series. It's gonna be six. Six I issues. Think. Okay, I can remember. Feels issues. like yeah, yeah. Kind of six. Okay, yeah. Now for a bit, but they it's out s- next week. They split the the the. the cover from the blurb on some because, of these pages so they could show you these others that they want you to buy yeah stuff. that's it's just why like, well they did this on it's not just that no like, they did it with a lot of yeah. stuff this month so it's but annoying. anyway so if you're waiting for the trade that's going to be out yeah uh page i already forgot what page number we were on i just just said it and uh, so page 130 i would like to point out that we got a captain america trade and they have this awful alex ross cover and they <laughs> cut off his feet so that people would like me would stop complaining about cap letting the flag drag the no. ground the, the shield is still too small 
But yeah, yeah but yeah, they they actually changed. Assuming this is the final cover, they actually cut off the the part of the uh, you know his feet and flag just to get around that uh, potential issue. So. On a 142, we've got write your own Marvel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you think you're so yeah. smart? You think you do yeah. better, man? Here, here you go. Yes. Just fill in the word balloons. Because uh, right now, Cullen, Cullen Bunn and Frank Thierry are over there like, I heard what he said. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Let him see him do better. Yeah, do it right in. I want to point out that I only made fun of Frank Thierry, who sucks. <laughs> That's the difference between me and Scott. I've, I've never read anything Cullen Bunn that I've really enjoyed. So you tell me what I should read, and I'll and I'll and I'll I'll read. So, um, uh, on the next so, page, well, but I, I, you know, those are they used to have the adult coloring books. So now, yeah. for people who can't color, now you can write. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Again, so I guess this is just black and white, or maybe in color. Right? I'm not. I sure. assume it's just the word balloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah I but think blank it's in color. balloons. Yeah, and blank stuff word that you balloons. Fill in right at Marvel style, apparently. Yeah. Get out your ruler, you make be, straight lines to write on. Weird, and, it's a weird size, though, right? Yeah. It says eight by six. So I don't know why it's so you'd have to write like smaller. That. Yeah. <laughs> It's like half page, maybe, or something. Kind of looks much like room. here. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's like comic strips. Scan them in and digitally put your. Uh, I just assume in. these will be much, much more fun if you treat them like Mad Libs. Yes, there you go. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> if I treat this like MST, it will be way more fun. Yeah. On 143, oh. I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little happy to see all of Executioner's song collected like that. It was, it was the uh, first X-Men crossover where I was buying X-Men. And if you, if you are again not the same age as me and Dan ish, <laughs> and you want to see what comics looked like back when they sold eight million yeah. copies of a book, and X-Men were more popular than anything has ever been popular yeah. in comic books. It's in that. Train. That's that's that specific crossover is yeah. the thing everybody got. Yeah, the guys that were just sort of into comics that weren't hardcore necessarily. Yeah. Everyone had Executioner song. Yeah. We had a set here that had all the cards I put together. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a few sets of it. We might have sold them during the sale the other day. I'm not sure, oh, yeah. but you know, if you want them, we can get them for you. <laughs> On page 150, we've got six posters. Oh, six posters. Some of these, I'm like, do we need a poster on that? But here you go. But they're showing them all, at least, so mm -hmm. we don't get to play our poster game this month again. But hey, you know who is on that poster? Son of Satan. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you. The Strike Force <laughs> is Go get that first go appearance. Go get it. I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> big uh, book. Big book. Big book. Let me read my copy here for page 28. Get your own copy of previews to play along at home. Okay. We've got I'm reading right. I'm reading that straight from my notes. We have so many copies here. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't either. Come get them. <laughs> Please. Page 32. You doing Halloween Fest this year? Oh. Yes. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. Then let's talk about some of these books. Okay, yeah. Let's do it. So they got a, what, deceased uh, number DC one? I intentionally press. didn't flag it because I was like, I don't want to bring it up. And they might be like, Matt, we're not freaking doing Halloween Fest. And I'd be like, oh, and no one else is either. Don't go anywhere else. You got uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. A lot of people still like Sonic. Marvel's. We, have, we got people coming in asking for yeah. Sonic. Yes, yeah. we do. Yeah, Marvel's got some good books. I like the uh, Road to Iron Man 2020. <laughs> Look uh, at that. Miles Morales, the ultimate uh, Fallout 4 reprint. Because you got a Star Wars, you got a Boba Fett book, you got a Ghost Rider book, you got so, Battle Cats, whatever. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I thought about it. Uh, uh, let's see. I so else. we've got, you know, typically they try to treat this like free comic book day, mm -hmm. but then we have 
later on we have a suggested retail price for some of these. And I assume that's for the bundle. Yeah, those are, I think those are for bundles. Those are the smaller yeah, books. They got yeah. the smaller books they sell the in bundles. Books, yeah, because yeah, there's a Usagi Ojimbo they're doing in there and well, like DC Superhero Girls and stuff. I always have Mike order me mm-hmm. about 100 of these books that I give out instead of giving out candy. Or I give out in addition to candy mm-hmm. at Trick or Treat. Which yeah. is the worst so, habit? Uh, well, definitely the comics are more expensive. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, uh, of course, I don't know. Candy bars are gotten ridiculously yeah, priced, too. Right. So I don't, I don't know. So... Um, Which is a worse value, a Bendis comic or a candy bar? (laughs) (laughs) On a a cents per minute basis. I don't know. We were were talking about uh, black bars and comics, so on page 50. I don't go ahead. Bam. Yeah, on page 40, back to the comic fest, there's uh, some Godzilla Vinny mates that are coming out with that are $10, but it's just kind of neat seeing kind of merchandise for that. But go ahead with your image books. <laughs> I got, I've got one book go ahead, for yeah. that. Thing. I don't yeah. even actually want to talk about that book. I was just pointing out the black bars. So. Mm-hmm. Well, we were talking about, you talk about it with your kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you wear your son of Satan pajamas. <laughs> and we're back around. There we go. So on page 54, we've got a new battle pug number one from Mike Norton. Uh, I had something, but just go. <laughs> Jumping back to page 46. I was just going to point out that they're doing, Matt Fraction has a book that is a, it's a, it's a crime book at Image, but they're doing it, it's kind of weird. They're, they're doing it as a series of three hardcover hard graphic novels. And I don't know, I'm back and forth. Like on one end, I think that's really cool. It's ambitious. I'm glad they're they're taking chances with formats and, and what kind of books they're putting out. Because if you look at this, this I don't is, like the art. This is not a book that, you know, is gonna sell floppy mm-hmm. copies off the shelf anyway. This no, is for people yeah. who like, you know, very indie art style, right? Yeah. But uh, but at the same time, like I don't know, man, just put the whole damn thing out. Give me like one big hardcover mm-hmm. of it. I don't need to spend how big is the hardcover? Because this one it's uh, this one's Was it eighty? Yeah, eighty so pages. Eighty pages. 80, uh, pages. Uh, eighty pages for seventeen bucks. Just Give me the whole thing. Yeah. Because you're going to spend 50 bucks buying right. this, and you know the one collected one's not going to be 50 bucks. No, so no. it's just, I don't know, I'm a little back and forth. I appreciate the effort. I mean, I question the price point. It's kind of like the AD thing that Lemire and um, exactly. uh, did. Snyder. And, yeah, yeah, and those were just that's just not what I want when I think about buying a comic book. It's just not what yeah, I want. Yeah, an oversized $7 book, and yeah. you just give me the graphic novel. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I don't even think it was 60 Me neither. Okay, so go ahead. So Spawn 301, uh, Tom McFarlane, I guess, sets the record. Officially now. For longest creator-owned book. Surpassing the, Dave Sim and Cerebus. In the U.S. Say, okay. Because that's all we ever talk about. You know, that's all <laughs> the industry ever considers. Is um, there something else that would have ran longer? I mean, for as far as creator-owned, probably not. Okay. But, right. you know, 2000 AD has 2000 issues. Okay. You know what uh, I mean? There's, okay. stuff, there's yes, weird yes. things like that overseas. Okay. Right, but yeah, so they it's also got a lot to do with like how they define a comic book too. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's going to be eight and a half by eleven, and or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. Two thousand eighty is a magazine. And, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, but again, another takeoff of one of his old Amazing mm-hmm. Spider-Man three, covers, uh, Amazing Three Hundred One. Yeah, uh, you that's, know, that's it. Bre- breaking. I know it's a limited number history. of these things. I know, too, right? you know? but he's done. But I guess he's decided. Screw it, yeah. I'm doing them all. Yeah, again, that's three hundred again, isn't it? I don't remember what Amazing Spider-Man 301 looks either. like. That's what got me. 
I, like, think, I know I think this what, is 300, though, isn't it? That's what, no, this, this pose? Okay, right. 300 had the black suit. 301, he goes back to the red and blue uh, suit. So there you go. All right. Uh, so that's that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. I had to think so about it. From I was, that's what I was saying. Like, I know what 298, 299, and 300 all look like. I remember those. But then yeah. I don't remember what 301 yep. looked like. 301, so, yeah. yep, there you go. That's probably right. Yep. On page 63, we've got the... Well, 61. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go ahead and mention this. Trees, Three Fates, number one, five-issue series. I generally like Warren Ellis stuff. So now uh, this is one of those where the copy just is again wrong. So tell me if, if I'm just not understanding this. In the remote Russian village of Tosca, there's a dead body by the leg of a tree that landed that landed 11 years ago. That sentence makes no sense. <laughs> it fell from a plane, landed by a tree. No, but it's a dead body by the <laughs> yeah. leg of the tree. Uh huh. Yeah, it's yeah. the leg of the tree. I, what's the leg of a tree? Like the roots? I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't make any sense to me. Does that, am I feel I, like maybe there's some punctuation missing. Yes. This is like that let's the, eat grandpa, let's eat grandpa. Yes. The importance of the like, Oxford, the Oxford right. comma. The comma saves a life. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Get rid of the Oxford commas. <laughs> no. You ever seen those, Mike? Yeah. That's, that is the most used English teacher thing ever. Uh -huh. It's the only, one of the times I really felt connected to my fellow English teacher colleagues. Let's eat grandma. Let's eat grandma. Yeah, and then a comma can save a life. And I was like, that's true. That is. You can take yeah. the Oxford comma from my cold, dead hands. Yeah. And they're correct. Yeah. That's what you know. That's what convinced me that we need the Oxford commas, so, along with a lot it of other people. More often than it, it confuses. Mm -hmm. That's all. There I'm you saying. go. Yep. Seventy-one on sixty-three from Joe Madureira. We've got the Battle Chasers anthology. Uh, did he ever finish Battle Chasers? No, and he's never going to. I mean, <laughs> and that, did, like, and he did a Kickstarter, right? He, or yes, he confirmed he is not finishing it. <laughs> like, not with him. It's you're not getting Joe Mad writing art. It's zero. It's That's not happening. Crazy. Collecting every issue ever published. It doesn't say the complete story. Just every issue ever That's published. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't back that Kickstarter. We're yeah. gonna collect that partial. Seventy one. So Seventy one. All right. Walking Dead book sixteen hardcover so this is apparently the final volume of walking dead which it's kind of weird because i'm going to go ahead and flip ahead to page 89 did it say it only goes up through 192 92 goes to 192 oh wait a minute 193. 193 right so we're going to get a giant oversized 193 hardcover no that's right i wouldn't put it past them no, i'm saying neither would i yeah or well because 193 is oversized anyway uh-huh but I'm jumping ahead to page 89. We'll, we'll Why, jump what's back. What's on that? Well, gosh, because on page 89, <laughs> they have solicited uh, Walking Dead number 195. Guess what, Mike? I'm ordering 300 of them. Yeah, <laughs> and then when they surprise bring it back, I'm going to yeah. be like, I'm so, so sorry, Mike. I don't know what you're going to do with all these Walking Deads. I thought it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I did it, but no, yeah. look, they're all damaged. We'll oops, yeah. oops, whoops. We'll, uh, we'll call we'll Matt, call Matt poured a Slurpee yeah. all over them. <laughs> They were we'll like call, this when we got her. Edit that last piece out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we'll, so call our, we'll call our sales rep tomorrow and be like, yeah, we definitely need an increase on 195. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, so since 193 was oversized, uh -huh. well, at this point I'm assuming they did was they put 94 and 95 in 193. No, no, they, they made straight up fake. They okay. made up okay. a bunch of fake issues to right. lie yeah. to you. Scott. He also yeah. said okay. in an interview, um, like six months ago, somebody asked him. They were talking about two hundred. Yeah, what happened? In, this is <laughs> yeah, what happened in one hundred. Yeah. What happened in two? And he said, "I promise you, no one dies in two hundred. <laughs> the thing that gets me is that if they would have advertised that as a last issue, they would have sold two, oh, three, yeah. four oh, times sure. as many. It would have been oh, the number absolutely. one book. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I, 
But you uh, know, I really yeah. Okay. All right. I, yeah. I, yeah. I'm That's not, true. I'm not an enormous Walking Dead fan, but right. I, I I I I appreciate how important it is to the industry in terms of bringing new people in. It is one of right. the only books that that will bring people in to a shop who have no interest in comics and it is one of the best gateway drugs mm-hmm. to get people into reading other stuff. So that's great. And I also respect the hell out of the big brass balls that it takes to surprise cancel <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. They yeah. must clack when he walks. It yeah. is it is so like out of left field. Like, dude, you tell me you're not gonna talk about this. Oh, Ten been, years I've from now been, we're gonna oh, be yeah, like, I've oh, it's bro- talking about right. it. We're gonna be making jokes about surprise canceling books uh-huh. until we're no longer reading comics. Uh-huh. Or dead. I yeah. assume which is pretty much right. the same thing for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. I'm uh, 75. Okay, I'm, I'm at 74. Okay. This is just my uh, monthly reminder that Criminal is probably the best book on the shelf and you should read it. Mm-hmm. Every single arc of Criminal can be read completely standalone from all the other yep. ones. Um, it is by design to be new reader friendly. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. It's dense The the uh, in terms of like the how... how emotionally resonant the stories are yeah. it is it is a great book if this were a movie you'd watch the hell out of yes. it and you'd never stop telling people how good it was the other thing and i just once again to bring up my wife and comics i bought the bad weekend hardcover which mike i think is in a restock and mm-hmm. my goodness you should read um but bad weekend is the is two issues of this run that they put in a special hardcover i gave it to my wife and had to explain to her that you don't have to have read anything else exactly. or know anything else you can just read this but but the floppies are great to read because they have a letter column most of the time. They have a page from Brubaker about books he's reading, movies he's watching. I've picked up so many good recommendations from that mm-hmm. um, because the guy has good taste. He's a good writer. Mm-hmm. And every single one has illustrated essays about film noir and Pulp Fiction history, and they're freaking phenomenal. It's really um, good. I recommend this book a lot to people that don't necessarily want the superhero yeah. thing, you know, or into sci-fi or horror. I mean, it's just so solid. Every arc of this that I've ever, it it's not a question of if it's going to be good. It's a question of how good is this going to be. I mean, they're all so good. Some are better than others, but even the weakest of them is just better than most things you're going to pull off the shelf. They're such a good example of what, of what you want a mature reader's book to be. Exactly. They are sexy and violent with nudity and graphic violence in them without being... It's like, in the it's sense not, that it's like, oh, we can show more boobs. Let's show yeah. lots of boobs, uh-huh. or we can have that guy's head blow up. Let's do it twenty times. Right. It, it's like it's it's a good R-rated movie. Like mm. it's R-rated because it needs to be, not because somebody wanted to say the f-word more times right. because they're fifteen and they think that's fun. <laughs> right. It's it's just it's because it's appropriately mature. Right. So sometimes when you hear a mature reader book, what that it, really just exactly means is the there's opposite. a bunch of boobs in it it's because a, they're yeah. candy. It's an immature <laughs> right. yeah, book, exactly. Yeah. Which it's is fine. Which book. is fine. Like I bought Preacher because I knew it was full of raunchy humor back in high school and I was not let down uh, but this is not that right. and it, it's, exactly. it's so good page 75 die number 7 I finally actually read the first uh, story arc of die real really good if you were a fan and I think I said this last time too when we talked about die number 6 if you were a fan of the Saturday morning Dungeons and Dragons cartoon yeah. where the kids get sucked into the world of Dungeons it's and Dragons that, but for it's, big boys. it's this yeah but the the mature yeah. version of that exact same story and it is I I enjoyed the first story arc quite a bit yeah, so. I did too and it reads really well like you did. I assume you plowed through the yes. whole thing. Yeah, I read it twice. Yeah, it I reads really it so well much. that one. So, yeah. I don't have anything now about 200. So. Uh, well, on page 99. I have 100. We've got, uh, from Dark Horse, we've got The Art of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, the upcoming video game. So, 
I've already seen a little bit of concept art from this, but te technically, or technically, eventually you typically get a lot of really cool, crazy concept art on these Star Wars properties. You know, it games, is always really movies. cool to see what they try to yeah, get yeah, into yeah. the game. Like, they're not Darth Vader's, right. and they're crazy creatures and stuff like that. You know, inventive ideas for lightsabers that Lucas or somebody shoots down. That's what I was going to say. Know. Is the fun thing about this sort of thing is, and again, as a as an '80s kid like me, you you uh, have seen all of the Ralph McQuarrie concept yeah. stuff mm -hmm. that then got repurposed into other things later. Right. And sometimes you'll see things and go, "Oh, that's based on you know yeah. whatever." So like Chopper from Rebels is just based on Ralph McQuarrie concept art for astromech droids from back in the day. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, with the, like the dangly arms and stuff. It's Cal Kestis, by the way. Is his name no <laughs> it's just it it's it's his name might as well be star wars name right <laughs> it's like one of those names where you got the, the month you were born and the and the yes. my day of the month yes. then you put those two together and that's your star wars name mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not as bad as cade skywalker but it does suck <laughs> I'll give it, i have to say i'm surprised they didn't just take the actor's name and jumble it up like they do now and then you know what that's I mean? how we always made star wars character names i'll tell yeah. you that well, I kind of did that. <laughs> yeah, dude, I loved yours. That's great. <laughs> dance, dance, Star Wars character. Go ahead, Dan. It's so good. You have to do it. So me and my friends used to play the Star Wars RPG back in the day. I made a Rodian sort of bum Which character. Just Greedo. Yeah, Greedo's race. Mm -hmm. Named Elron Habard. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, isn't it spelled, isn't Elron E-L-R-O-N? Yeah, yeah, like Elron. Yeah. H-apostrophe-B-A-R-D-D. -B -B. Yeah. <laughs> I got a big kick out of that when you put that online. How long did it take you to get that? <laughs> Not long. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it, it read, if it reads as well. Oh, it as definitely it's does. It's <laughs> real clear. <laughs> so I was like, that's fantastic. Good job, Dan. Uh, on 100, uh, Black Hammer Justice League number three is out. Uh, number one just came out today. Mike still has a couple of copies of it. I love Black Hammer. I think it's uh, hands down one of the best books on the shelf. And I'm super excited. If you don't know, uh, did you get it? No, I haven't got it. You should. Yeah. You really should. And you should I read start, Black Hammer I anyway. I started reading the first trade. So, and it's a cool. It seems Jeff Lemire is like if you or I were actually capable of writing comic books this well. <laughs> you mean you? This well. Hey, man, you can't write this well. If you, <laughs> you could, know. you already would be. No, because he's like, a, he's a long, long, long time DC fanboy. Yeah. So all these things are always super influenced by well, all the different eras of DC. So he's got that same like DC. DC encyclopedia in his head and all these ideas have been banged around forever and it's just such a like a love letter to DC. I don't keep up with it and again I still haven't got through the first collection yet, but it seems like it'd be a weird thing to throw the Justice League into yeah. with that concept. Yeah. And it's like oh, it's how do you not be. break your concept by putting the Justice League in there? Do you know how this happened? No. I just read this interview. The interviewer said, how did this No, 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 no. I mean, how okay. did this book be become Oh, okay. They said, how did you get this project approved mm -hmm. he said i don't know <laughs> and they asked him to follow up they laughed and were like what do you mean and he said no i seriously don't know someone at dark horse called someone at dc and mm. like without asking and then told him hey if you want to do a black hammer crossover at dc dc's cool with it and he was like uh yeah great let's but it wasn't like he went to dc oh, was really? like please oh please let me do but right. they just dark horse was like hey would you like to do a crossover and dc said sure so mm. here we are right Huh. So they must be cool, though, right? That's right. one of the things that's more encouraging about it. Well, that's the thing. You don't get a lot of crossovers no. like that. We're definitely not getting Marvel DC crossovers We're not anymore. getting uh, Superman, you know. Batman, Aliens, Predator like exactly. we Exactly. <laughs> but you can read it on DC Universe, apparently. You, you certainly weird. can. 
It is. On 109, we've got the Orville number three, which I thought it was only supposed to be two issues. Yeah. So we're getting a third issue that says one of two on the story. So we're getting at least four, apparently. I don't know if they're just going to do two issue arcs or something, or maybe the pre orders on one and two were good enough. Maybe. To keep it going a little bit. We'll or see. maybe they hadn't. You know, when they solicited one and two, I don't know that the show had been renewed yet. Maybe maybe the show getting renewed and they decided well, to when make does, more issues. When does that factor into a comic book? We're still getting Firefly. Hey. Well, let's let's not Firefly later. All right, just I'm a, saying maybe a, Dark Horse yeah, was I mean, like, let's just put two issues out. This I mean, may not Fire, even have an audience. Firefly by then. only got two seasons. You know, no, Firefly got one season. Firefly got, oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cold. I was gonna say it got one in a terrible movie, but uh, but you went straight to the heart wow, with that knife. Wow. Oh. Someone explain to Somebody's me. getting muted. I'm just going to go ahead and mute somebody right someone now. Someone in the Firefly community explain to me after having watched Serenity why they don't just paint graffiti all over their ships and never get attacked by the crazy, what are they, like the Ravager Raider things. All they do is paint their ship to look like they're crazy. And then they're like, oh, hey, sail on, homie. Like, they don't bother them. Wouldn't everyone just hey, they, paint they their welded, ships? They welded stuff to it, right. too. Same thing. <laughs> Slap some red paint, weld some scrap to it, and they're like, one of us. And they eventually everyone got caught. Everyone would do that. They eventually got caught. But they did sail right through, and nobody questioned it. They flow casual. <laughs> Because it's a ship full of Han Solos. <laughs> On one sixteen, we've like got uh, Yusaki Ujimbo, thirty-five years of of covers. So it's a collection here of. It says some of his covers, I guess. I thought to. Uh, got enough years. Yeah, I feel like just do all of them. Maybe you know why totally not? Right. And it's three hundred and twenty pages. You know, there's not three hundred twenty issues. I don't think so. so yeah. There's a lot. But there's a lot, but it's not up yeah, there. I don't think it's that. Uh, I don't have until 200, so I don't, keep it going. It must not be, because otherwise it'd be a creator-owned book. That, uh, That's right. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On 137, with IDW, we've got uh, Transformers Galaxies number one. Uh, I haven't been crazy about the new Transformers stuff they've been doing, but this is a new series, and it looks like it's going to be going into some of the backstory of the Constructicons, which are the Decepticons that formed the first combiner, Devastator. So there's probably a cool story you could make there. Let's see if that's any good. Uh, after that, on 138, another Transformers book we've got is oops, Transformers Legacy, The Art of Transformers Packaging. So looking a lot like the 80s painted packaging from the toys back in the day. And there was some good art produced back then for that. So that that's, could be a cool kind of art book. That's absolutely true. To have. Did you get the G.I. Joe prints that they did? The No. Oh, man, I, I bought that and it's did you? so cool. Yeah, I, I, of all things. So, you know, uh, my mom was my enabler back in the 80s <laughs> and she had come over for dinner that night. There was a Wednesday. I came on my stuff and she goes, what is that? And I said, oh, it's G.I. Joe art from the 80s. And she goes, let me see it. <laughs> and my mom was so excited because she recognized some of the stuff from when I was a kid. Yeah. So it, it was just it was a really cool thing to, uh, to own just to have that cool art. On 149, still in IDW, we've got the Complete Chester Gould's Dick Tracy, Volume 27. Uh, I feel like I kind of pass over this, but I get these. Uh, I love Chester Gould's run on Dick Tracy. This goes up to, what is it, 1972 to 1974. So there's only a few years left there. So there's maybe three or four volumes left to go of this series that's been coming out since like 2006, I think. <laughs> so they're getting to it. Uh, just again, a lot of uh, comic strips he did there. On 156, we've got Narcos. Uh, I think it's a, just a graphic novel. Yeah. 
but again, tying into the Netflix show, so another Netflix comic, and I think there's a couple more Several, on, in this yeah. catalog, On too, 155, so. there's a Napoleon Dynamite book, which I <laughs> feel like... Probably sell about as well as the Avatar one. I feel like it really missed its window. That, I know. I, like, 10 years ago, you could have sold that at Hot Topic, oh, right? Oh, for sure. So, but now, I, I don't, maybe I'm wrong, and, you know, I'm old and cranky. What the hell do I know? Right. But I, I just, I don't, I don't know who the audience for that is. People back in 08. <laughs> Uh, going into Dynamite on page 160, or I'm sorry, 186, we have the James Bond Live and Let Die graphic novel. Uh, they did Casino Royale a while back, so I guess they're just going to go through the Fleming novels in order. Okay. So again, this is, a, this is an adaptation of the novel, not the book, or the um, the movie from back in the day. So it'll be a little different there. Uh, 201. Okay, so 200, we got Peter Cannon Thunderbolt oversized hardcover. This is a character I've never, ever read. But he was the basis for Ozymandias for Watchmen, so mm-hmm. I feel like this is a character I probably should learn a little bit about. Uh, so this is a hardcover I'm going to pick up. Uh, Kieran Gillen is doing the writing. Mm-hmm. And it is, according to him, somewhat like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, reverential to Watchmen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what's your next thing, Dan? Two hundred one. Okay, go ahead. Because we've got these weird Red Sonia coins that Dynamite's <laughs> doing. So it's a uh, it's got paintings by uh, Lucio Perillo and a J. Scott Campbell one, and they are JFK half dollars that they're painting Red Sonia onto for some reason. Feels like something from the nineties. You know what I mean? But you'd see on it. Feels like commercial. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's just seems that's re- some straight QVC stuff. Yeah, yeah. It seems really rando. My next thing's two fourteen. I got 212. Okay. Oh, I got 206. Okay. Because we have got the Joyce Chin Vampirella lithograph, and she this is uh, Arthur Adams' wife yeah. who suffered a stroke oh. a few, few at, weeks ago. At uh, C2E2. Yeah. yeah. And so this lithograph is sort of a fundraiser. It's a really well-illustrated uh, Vampirella that she did here. And so I think some of the proceeds are going to go towards her recovery and bills and stuff like that. Yep. Like a lot of comic creators, they don't have health coverage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, again, you know... Fork out a lot of money for comics and silly stuff all the time. I feel like Vampirella maybe get this, and it helps somebody out, you know. Uh, after that, on 208, we've got the Elvira Deluxe Spectral Switchboard set, which I think maybe, was it the regular one in here before or something? Yeah, there was something this in there one about come, this. This we... comes with a signed photo, though, of Elvira, okay. which I don't think was in the previous no. one that they've had in here. Two two twelve. Got Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance, number one of twelve, twelve issue series, a prequel to the hit Netflix series, which of course isn't out yet, but it's already a hit. You know it's a hit. You know it's going to be a hit because it's on Netflix. But I don't know. It's Dark Crystal. On so. two fourteen, I'd like to complain about vague titles. Something is killing the children. What is this book about? <laughs> it's probably something to do with the leg of the tree. <laughs> yeah. And maybe the son of Satan. <laughs> son of Satan is the something that's killing the children. That's the body by that the, leg of the, by the leg of the tree. Oh, my God. Probably. What if it's just radon? <laughs> the, the invisible yeah. killer. Half-Life 3 confirmed. That's all I know. Page 216, Firefly, the sting. We got the, the girls. cancellation. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got the girls, uh, and it's actually a one story told from the perspective of five different uh, five different female characters. All of them are Han Solo. All of them. No. Solo. Uh, I, I would know. But 
<laughs> well, you got Han Solo the prostitute. You got Han Solo the mechanic. <laughs> you got Han Solo the smuggler. Oh, that's regular Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Han Solo, Han Solo. Han Solo who kicks butt. And Han Solo who's the take charge person. Okay, yeah, they're all Han Solo. <laughs> I still like it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna be quiet till page 324. <laughs> Sit in my corner and sulk. 226 from Boom. We've got Drew and Jot dueling doodles, and so this is a new sort of all ages hardcover by Art Balthazar. Uh, really kind of cartoony, crayon-looking sort of things. Like it even looks like they've drawn it on blue line paper, like you do on your notebook back in school. Oh, yeah. oh, that's cool. So that looks like a probably fun kid book to get. <clears throat> I got nothing until 246. On um, no, okay, go ahead. Uh, Vampire State Building yeah. <laughs> is the best title I wish I'd thought of and trademarked. Right. It's brilliant. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's about somebody goes to the Empire State Building and it's full of vampires. Right. It's Charlie Adler, uh, who now it makes a lot of sense yeah. how he was able to have his time freed up to do another book. It's the guy from The Walking Dead who did the art for all but six issues. So this is him doing another book about you know the undead. So, why is there uh, an Infinity Gauntlet variant cover? Why isn't there an Infinity Gauntlet variant for more books? That's the question <laughs> I ask you. Because they like money, Dan. That's why. Mm-hmm. And we've got five years number four oh. from Terry Moore. Yeah. Have you been reading any of that, Scott? I have not waiting? because I'm still uh, going through Strangers in Paradise. Okay. So I'm on volume three of Strangers in Paradise. I'm going to finish it before I start. I, I, then I got to read Stranger Things twenty five or Stranger Things, <laughs> Stranger Things in Paradise twenty five, and Stranger, then Stranger Things in Paradise. Of yeah, there you go. Crossover <laughs> book, yeah. and it's weird. Hey, yeah. trademark that right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to name online. cheap right now. There you go. Get that <laughs> dot com. Get the Stranger Things in Paradise dot com. I called it. Two fifty eight from Action Lab. We have going to the chapel number one. It was the wedding from hell. And that was before the bank robbers showed up. <laughs> so you're saying it's a Catholic wedding? Yeah, because it goes on. Yeah. If you've ever been, if you've never been to a Catholic wedding, you should go. It's still going. What do a conflicted bride, her dysfunctional family, a gang of Elvis-themed crooks, and one relentless sheriff have in common? They're all about to discover love is the ultimate hostage. That situation. sounds that sounds like somebody pitching a sitcom to me in 1985. <laughs> what happens when a band of Elvis-themed criminals and a wedding? Right. Make, Find out this fall on NBC. On uh, 274? I'm on 275, so you go. Okay, so from Albatross, we've got Goon Volume 1, uh, Ragged Return to Lonely Street. And it's 180 pages, So, but I feel like, do we have that many issues of this new Goon book out by then? There's only three in my hand, you know, yeah. that I've got so far. I was so going to say, it's either three so, or four, right? Yeah, three yeah, is what I was so, thinking. That's kind of odd. Huh. Uh, uh, it does say with never before seen bonus sketch material. So there's about 100 pages of bonus stuff in there. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Was it might be a lot. A lot of marker comps and yeah. rougher stuff that he's warm up, done. Warm-up pages. Yeah. And, yeah. I'll just always remember I had to ask him to put down his burrito and take my money. <laughs> True story. I had to physically get the money out and show it to him, and then he put his burrito down. It's a good burrito, bro. You don't have a con burrito. <laughs> you know. It was not. <laughs> I feel certain it was not. Uh, but on the next page, on 275, he has uh, Eric Powell's uh, Spook House Halloween special. Yeah, I bring this up because, first of all, it's good. Mm-hmm. But secondly, 
this is fairly representative of how good of a job he would do at something he pitched online, which is if Mad's going away, yeah. I should make something like Mad and put it out through my company mm-hmm. who's with me. Right. And he got a lot of responses, like you might think. So as sad as it is for Mad to go away, I don't know, maybe it's better, right? Like DC, I feel like part of the reason Mad's going away is that Warner Brothers is really up DC's yeah. keister mm-hmm. about what they publish uh, that can get them, you know, bad press. So Mad can't be particularly subversive mm-hmm. um, in that culture, and so maybe it would be better if it went away and somebody else picked up the the, the baton and became the spiritual successor to it. I'd love for it to be Eric Powell. That'd be well, great. Just real quick, when Bill Morrison took over as editor and they relaunched, they were talking about bringing it back to comics. Yes, I don't collect magazines. Mm-hmm. But I do collect comic books. I probably would have been getting it. You know what I mean? Mad, Mad was originally exactly. comic, comic shape, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, bring For it back to that. I bet when did they move issues? it to magazine? Yeah. Like around uh, 18 issues. Issues. I thought it was a couple with, of years. With the comics code. That's how they got yeah. around the comics mm-hmm. code. Going to magazine. Because exactly. of, that's how most of them got around the right, comics. Right, right, Crap right. from companies like DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that formed the code and specifically, you know, went after EC. Mm-hmm. It's so bizarre, too, to think that the comics code is just like the MPAA. It is voluntary. Mm-hmm. There is no law yeah. about this. Oh, yeah. It was designed to avoid laws Loss. and regulations. Yeah. But you could, any time you want, yeah. if, you in theory, it. the ditch it. retailers wouldn't carry it. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, because uh, of the scare tactics at the time. Yeah. 324 is my next thing, so keep going. Uh, 283, we have uh, The Science of Rick and Morty, The Unofficial Guide to Earth's Stupidest Show, where I guess it's looking at some of the science of Rick and Morty. I don't know how that... Or is it it the science? The science of how you turn yourself into a pickle guy? I don't know, but I guess this book will tell you all about that. I'm on 288. You don't have 287? Uh, no, I, I almost did, but I didn't want to just oh. ramble about Archie forever, so you ramble about Archie. Well, I didn't get, uh, was it 41, mm-hmm. the previous one that Mark Way did, when now they're doing Archie 55, uh, which is you know another period piece, it looks like, and uh, Mark Way and Brian Augustin, and then Tom Grummet, so it's, it sounds like a 90s DC book, I know. and you've got five covers, and Tom Grummet didn't do any of them, <laughs> which I feel like is kind of a slight, because he's a good artist. Yeah. You know, I thought, and especially he is legi- for Archie. He's legitimately one of my favorite artists. Yeah, it's time. like, why doesn't he want one of these covers? I had a, you, got, I, you got Pete Woods and Aaron LaParistri, Frank Avia, and then Jinky Coronado. I'm not I had sure this super is. surreal Jinkies. moment when yeah. I was reading 41, and I, I saw that Brian Augustin worked in it, and mm-hmm. I thought to myself, oh, that's interesting. Uh, Mark Wade and a younger creator, and then it dawned on <laughs> then it dawned on me right. that it's been quite some time yeah. since Ryan August because like at the time that I first knew his name, he was reasonably young. He mm-hmm. was like a younger comic writer, right. and then I went, "Oh God, I'm old," right. because my brain says he's not as old as Mark. Somehow Mark Wade slipped past me on that one, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh yeah, he's like sixty or whatever." Right. But but Brian August is right. every bit as old as Mark yeah, Wade, I think. <laughs> and I went and looked it up, and I'm, I I had this I guess sad look on my face. My wife asked, what's going on? And I said, nothing. I just feel a hundred because I realized that I had explained the whole thing to her. And she goes, huh. And I was like, right? Because we're old, huh? <laughs> and I don't want to tell you. On the next page, on 288, um, if you are a fan of, let's bring it back to Netflix. Um, if you're a fan of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which you should be because it's awesome, they are doing the occult edition. Uh, it is the collection of all of the issues of the comic that the show is based on. So the guy who show runs Riverdale and Sabrina and who writes a lot of the episodes, uh, Roberto Aguar Sacasa, is also the guy who did the Archie Horror line 
it's like five years ago now is when it started, right? Yeah. Um, and it's it's they've trickled like how, out over that time. How long has it been since Afterlife with Archie's yeah. been on the show? Well, and, and Chilling Adventures is and, uh, not much newer. Yeah. There there have been a couple more, but not many. And it's all because of the TV stuff. Like yeah. that's why he he's, he just doesn't have time. But if you want to see how how well the show mirrors its its uh, source material, it's it's a great way to pick it up. Thirty bucks. It's got a Netflix cover on it, and uh, I don't know. Two hundred eighty-eight. Walking Dead's over. Prime time to bring back Afterlife with Archie. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what I You're mean? You're not wrong. I mean, it's it's a great idea. Yeah, I would love. I I, I said that my, we watch Riverdale because of course we do, because um, I love Archie stuff. And uh, I laughed and told my wife one time that I hope that when they finally decide they're officially out of ideas on the show, that they're like, keep the cast. Let's go do Archie horror stuff. Like, let's just yeah. just ignore the rest of it. Let's do this. Just and do then, it like Power Rangers or Turtles where they just yeah. revamp it every like, couple yeah, years. Yeah, don't, don't, don't <laughs> recast Archie. Yeah. Same dude. Bring him right. over. Let's do it. And then when you're done, give me the uh, like the, the one where Archie grows up. Do and, Life with Archie yeah, yeah, where yeah. he yeah. takes a bullet for Kevin Keller. Yep. <laughs> like, let's do it. Do them all. Do all the Elseworld style Archie stuff. Wrap them up. 313. Keep going. Go for that. You're We've good. got Making Comics a Practical Guide uh, by Dave Gibbons. So a pretty good uh, how-to oh, book here, I would yeah. think. Uh, you know, worked on Watchmen and all kinds of other great stuff. So it sounds like this is him telling you how to make comics. So if you're going to listen to anybody, yeah. you know, back like in the day, especially idea. when I was growing up, there was all kinds of how to make comics, how to yeah. draw comics books by these fly-by-night guys you've never heard of. The ones that stand out are the ones actually done by professionals. Bart Sears used to put out things about anatomy. He still does. Actually, he's had Kickstarter yeah, things. Yeah, he's had that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, Wizard number 40 was where he had an anatomy breakdown that I used for years <laughs> as a guide. On a 315 from the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund is the Read Band Comics list, where it lists a lot of uh, band comics over the years. And I'm like, okay, but then I'm looking and it's Watchmen, Spider-Man, and Saga. And so it's like, okay, who are these banned by grade school libraries? Yes. You know well, what I mean? They are. Okay, so it's by, it's by public school and, and, yeah. and community libraries. Most of these quote-unquote banned books, just to clarify, there was like one objection, and yep. usually it's based on the age appropriateness right. of the book for a particular age group of readers, for, mo- for a lot so of them. So I, yeah. I will both agree and disagree that what okay. it actually a lot of times comes down to is people believe that all comic books are supposed to be for children. Right. And if yes. it is a comic book, it must be appropriate for children. Because there are people who don't understand that you yeah. can have printed comic book material Real. that mm-hmm. is in no way supposed Plus to be stocked with mm-hmm. the you know the Spider-Man right. books. So just because I don't know there's breastfeeding in Saga doesn't mean you should give it to a five-year-old yeah, who saw yeah. Far From Home. Like they're not the same, same thing. thing. Yeah, right, exactly. It's like saying my kid loves Mario. Why can't he play Grand Theft Auto? Because <laughs> it's not for him. Yeah. It's yeah. video game, ain't it? Well, yeah, yeah okay, but. So, and then some but of you're the, right. It yeah. is usually one well, complaint, but it, it's usually one complaint from somebody who doesn't know anything yeah. about comics and yeah. thinks well, all and, comics are for five year olds. Yeah, well, and if they're putting Saga at a place where five year olds could read, I they read probably Little shouldn't. Lulu yeah. when I was a kid, and it didn't look yeah. like. But sometimes it's absurd. It's like you know, like Bone, for example, right. the age appropriateness of Bone. I'm sorry, anybody can read can read Bone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter. That's that's and there are people who object as, as by suggestive its age. as the title makes yeah. it seem. Yeah, yeah, it could not be less so. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Like I'm ex- <laughs> like, and that list I'm expecting to see like Mike Diana. Right. Don't Google him. <laughs> but you know, yeah. it's just like <laughs> expecting something way crazier than that. Something way crazier though is on 317. We've got Barack the Barbarian new printing. So collecting some of the Barack the Barbarian stories the Devil Do did back in the day, where it's uh, Barack Obama is like a Conan style barbarian. 
fighting Red Sarah. Dude, I don't think I realized that Larry Hama wrote Yeah. It. How did I not know that? Yeah, I've got a couple of them that they did during his terms. Uh, oh, from Fantagraphics on 328, we've okay, got... Okay, well, I got 324. Okay. Going back to Dynamic Forces. Here's two books that you can order that you won't get. All right? <laughs> These are signed books. Uh, Walking Dead 192. Okay. That's uh, what one I assumed them, we were yeah, talking about. One, <laughs> I was like, them, dazzle me, Scott. What are they? But they're one of them okay. is uh, uh, remarked and signed by Ken Haster. Just it's blank cover with art on it and then there's a sign by stefano guadiano i'm not sure who he is or what he has to do with walking dead maybe letterer or something no, he's an know. artist he's, he's an artist he's done some dc stuff okay. i don't know what he's done with maybe dead, he though. did i don't know but anyway so i can almost guarantee that if you order these two books you will not get these two books so hurry up get why, your orders in you now get these well stuff. because i believe they're all sold out so <laughs> Uh, and there's an important uh, an important event in Walking Dead happens in issue 192 if you're a reader of the book. So. Don't, don't want to spoil. I don't, don't want to spoil anything, anything cuz oh, it's not God. been on any news outlets anyways. Right, right. Yeah. So 328 from Fantagraphics, we have Free <coughs> by Charles Burns. Uh, so apparently this is a oh. uh, sort of self-published <laughs> thing that he gives out to his friends that they're collecting here. And so this free book is now $20 for you cuz you're not in tight with Charles Burns. <laughs> Alternately, you can have the studio edition for 150. Ugh. You want to pay a lot more? Yeah. yeah, we'll sell it. On a 3:30 from was it Fantico Enterprises? We've got Margo Intergalactic Trash Collector number one, uh, and it's got a Joe Staten uh, variant cover, which I thought was kind of neat for just some indie book like that. On 3:32, we've got Revenger Children of the Damned graphic novel. Uh, and I know this is a digital book, and I don't know if this is the first collection they've done. I might have missed it before, but it was a decent uh, digital comic in print now. 334, you've got the, I think this is the first time they've solicited the volume 49 of the Elder Street Price Guide, which has a Serenity cover, I'll point out. And there's also... Did they have... Did they have an ad in it last month? I think so. Maybe, yeah, but I think this is the first actual solicit. This is something that they've needed for a long time, and maybe they've had this before and I've just never known about it. They have the the big, big edition, which has got the oversized print. Because if you've ever tried yeah, yeah, to read an, oversize, an overstreet price guide, they've it's had so them, thick. They've had them for a little bit, because yeah, I remember Dennis yeah. getting them for somebody. Yeah. And I they, wish they still they did the spiral-bound yeah, spiral ones. Bound. I wish they, they had the, the uh, what I would yeah. buy is the bound, yeah, we had spiral bound. We had one here at the Oversized, that would be awesome. So, on 337 from Graphic India Pre uh, PTE Limited, we have Cristiano Ronaldo's Striker Force 7 <laughs> Special Collector's Edition. Not to be fused with Strike Force. No. With a lot of variant covers. I heard he's kicking soccer balls at Son of Satan. In this <laughs> yeah. Not one variant cover of that bust of him, which seems weird. I feel like sad. you would want put that oh. in there. <laughs> That's sad. Uh, what was I looking at here? 341. We've got uh, What Music They Make, a comprehensive guide to horror posters. Uh, it's $70, but according to this, it was 130 So if it was too pricey for you before, maybe you wanted at the $70 price tag. My next thing's 406 so. uh, 347 from Inside Editions, we've got DC Comics, De Detective Comics, Complete Covers, Volume 3. I remember seeing the first one a while back. Apparently there was a second one I missed, but it's like a little uh, softcover book of all the Detective Comics covers. I had something like that when I was a kid that was like a ad on sale at Walden Books or something back in the day that I really liked. And, you know, again, pre-internet, so I don't mm. know how valuable these are to you now, but they're out there if you want it. 
on 353, we've got the Trick or Treat Omnibus graphic novel from Legendary. It's you know ties into the Trick or Treat movie from a few years back. And again, the director that you know has done Krampus since and the new Godzilla movie. What do we have here? Oh yeah, and Lion Forge. We've got Catalyst Prime, Seven Days, number four and five. Probably the best covers in the catalog. Yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> Literally, for no spoilers. For, as we're not doing a video podcast, all of these covers are black covers, nothing but black, that say no spoilers in white letters. That's it. So he's right. Very eye catching. 393. That's where I am, too. I'm okay. assuming we're going to talk about the same yeah. thing. Go ahead. So from Simon Schuster, we have Cursed Hardcover, written by Tom Wheeler, probably. Yeah. But then we have illustrated drawings by Frank Miller. And it's, and it's already book. greenlit for Netflix. Like, yeah. it is a thing. So And it's like, the art looks, from what we can tell here, this looks pretty good. This looks way tighter yeah. than what you've been getting from yeah. him lately. Uh, I don't know how long he's been working on this. Seems really under the radar for a Frank Miller project. I know he's talked about it for a bit. Yeah. But I didn't, this is one of those things where I, when I saw it, I thought, hey, wait a minute. Has this already been out? And like, this is the collection. Did this yeah. come out as issues? And I forgot because I've heard about this in interviews with him for a bit now. But I, it's always that I'm working on this thing. Yeah. And then I remember seeing stuff about the Netflix show, and that was I had the same reaction then. Did that come out? Did I miss yeah. that? And so this is a prose book yeah. with some illustrations by Miller throughout, and a, and a young like, adult book, which yeah. is odd, also odd for Miller to be working on. Yeah, I think, for so. sure. And this is the only yeah. person worse would be like an Alan Moore, right? <laughs> of legendary creators, I should say. On a three ninety nine, we've got a couple biographies. We've got a marvelous life, the amazing story of Stan Lee, by Danny Fingeroth, you know, from Marvel. So there might be some cool kind of inside stories there mm -hmm. with that. And then we have Hail to the Chin, further confessions of a B movie actor by Bruce Campbell. So if you're a Bruce Campbell fan, and I know we have him coming to the store, you might want to check that out. 406, uh, Blade Runner ongoing. Still haven't seen the first issue next yet week. next week, so looking forward to uh, that coming out. So I, issue I knew threes, that was going to come out. Yeah, <laughs> issue, issue three is being solicited. Page 407, uh, have issue, what is it? Issue, uh, anyway, Doctor Who, uh, the 13th Doctor, uh, is getting a uh, new Time Lord uh, created by Neil Gaiman. So that's kind of cool. Also, notice Jody Hauser is writing, so she's doing a Marvel book, DC book, and an independent book. And probably some other ones that we didn't even I think talk she about. She does Valiant books too. I know she has. I can't yeah. remember if she has any in this yeah. month or not. Uh, 415. On 412 from Tomorrow's, we have The World of Tomorrow's. So they've looked at a lot of history of other comic projects and things. Now they're looking at themselves, apparently. <laughs> so it's a history of Tomorrow's and their history of comics. Hey, they deserve it. <laughs> probably. The they deserve it. Yeah, they make some good books. So. They do. There uh, might be some cool stories there, though. 415, uh, just want to point out there's another Valiant Bundle exclusive for your local comic shop. If you pre-order Bloodshot 1 through 12, they've got uh, special covers. So something I if do, you want to... I do really like that John Boy Myers cover. He posted that online the other day. And it is. I know I'm the Valiant guy. That movie is happening. So oh, Okay. I don't know if it'll be any good, but that movie is it's happening. happening. Yeah. Just like so, the Spawn movie is going to happen. Yeah. I would love for it to be good. I really would, but eh. four seventy seven is my oh, next good. thing. Yeah, me too. Uh, okay, four, probably four, the same, probably thing. The same thing. Yeah. On uh, four forty five, from uh, Udon, we've got the Mega Man Master Mix Volume Two, and they've got the Volume One available again too. So a couple Mega Man graphic novels for you. 
Go ahead. What was? Oh, so on 477, we've got a DC Batman Raglan T-shirt, uh, yeah. but it's got the Neil Adams Joker card uh, cover. Uh, and it it's looks got like a the three... laughter on the sleeve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, you usually three... don't see a print on sleeves on Raglan, yeah. so that's pretty cool. And it's a, like it looks like a three-quarter length too, instead of a long mm-hmm. sleeve. So, uh, pretty cool looking it's shirt. A very cool shirt. Yeah, a little pricey, but uh, a very cool shirt. Is it? Tying into oh, something yeah. else we probably don't want to get into. There is a cosplayer who's recreated that cover, and it looks super dope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see that. Yeah. I'm done with side one. Uh, I think, yeah, I think I that's it for me, too. Don't flip it over. Yeah, I've got one thing on the other side, and it's not until uh, the I got three it's not, things, not, it's not until so the end. I've got something fast. on... 16's mine. 15. Oh. It's the Bruce Lee smoke statue. Uh, <laughs> and I think this kind of goes wrong with the sort of water one we got a couple months ago. Page 16, Rocketeer, Premier Collection resin statue. A little pricey at 150 bucks, but it's Rocketeer and it looks oh, cool. I'm nice. just not crazy about that pose. Yeah, I can understand that, but uh, no, it's I'm, still... I'm with it, you. I don't like it. Either. I mean, I like Rocketeer stuff. I'm glad they're making yeah. Rocketeer stuff. Where's that comic? Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I just picked up a graded get, copy of his first appearance. You get what you get. On a 49. 29, got a uh, Marvel Premier Captain America statue, which is the Jim Stranko Captain America oh. 111. So that's kind of an iconic uh, pose for Cap there. 49, we've got uh, Batman medals, 132nd scale die-cast vehicles. Uh, we've got several different Batmobiles here. We've got the Justice League movie one, Batman Forever, animated series, Arkham Knight video game one, and then the Dark Knight movie Tumblr. Page 55, just to be snarky, if you need an undersized Captain America shield to recreate the awful Alex Ross Captain America <laughs> 2 cover, then you too can buy this 24-inch Captain America shield just to recreate that image. <laughs> I need a really long flag, though, to go. Okay, there you go. On. They don't have that here maybe next month. Mm. On 52, yeah, we've probably got... probably get one from the soccer team. <laughs> so we, do have an appro- we do have an appropriately sized Frank Frazetta limited edition life-size painted bust. If you want the... Uh, Head of Frank Frazetta judging you in your sleep. <laughs> Who doesn't? That. Uh, page 59, we've got the Kong of Skull Island 18 inch action figure, which I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, it's 250 bucks? Whoa. Probably not. <laughs> uh, what else do we got? Oh, on 105, I'm not a Beast Wars fan, but there's a new uh, Transformers masterpiece of Black Widow that looks like a really nice figure. It's $140, but I mean, it's masterpiece, so that's around the range you'll pay for for those. Uh, on, oh, on $112, we have got the DC Heroes four-piece box pin set. So we've got some sort of theme sets of lapel pins here. They're $25, but again, you can pay for like $10, $12 bucks for a lapel pin anymore, so that that's ain't true. that bad a price. Um, especially for like you know, limited collectors ones or artist ones. On one fourteen, we've got the Spectre Day of the Dead mask replica that uh, <laughs> Daniel Craig wears in the opening scene, and it says in here the original prop was custom fitted to Daniel Craig, and so by design will only precisely fit him. I mean, I feel like ninety nine percent. I'm there. <laughs> like this will this will probably cling pretty good. I mean, I know you can't see me, but uh, Daniel Craig, Daniel Brown, it's real close. Like I think. Did you, you know, did, you the, did you get the Did you get the swimsuit too? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> you get a private viewing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, that goes for uh, 250 bucks. I did. 
I did check out the auction they had when they were auctioning off the props and the car and everything from Spectre, and that uh, whole outfit was part of the deal. And I know that went for way more than $250. <laughs> so if you missed out on it there, you can get that. On to, uh, was it 127? We've got these Top Trumps games. Yeah. Have you heard of this or anything? So that? Like, it looks like it's Connect Four, Four yeah. with superhero faces. Yeah. So. Don't you think they have to be rethinking that name? I know. Right? Yes. <laughs> Suggest an association tell, that may a, not be I that tell, big. There's a I'll bunch what, of those in here. If they do that, I won't see it on Twitter. That's a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> on 131 in the card section, we've got the Tops 2019 Art of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles set. Uh, so it looks like the art here they're showing, they've got a lot of sketch cards I think they're showing here. One of them looks like uh, Michelangelo lifting up his nunchuck, but it looks like a, he's doing stand-up for a second, like he's talking into a mic or something. <laughs> it's Mike talking into a mic? Yeah. It does. It really does. And it's a small shot, so you have to really kind of zoom in on that. But and I think What's the deal with yeah, pizza? Yeah, I think uh, that's all I've got for this. Talking, no. Blank covers. No, I red live in the sewer. <laughs> red Sonia Vampirella 1, Flash Forward 1, Sister Powers 1, Mysterio 1, Tales of Terror Bridgewater Triangle 1. How did we not talk about the book with that title? Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy one, Bloodshot one, and there might have been a Rick and Morty book that had a blank cover in there, like a Rick and I don't know, maybe it was it's a resolution. There you. There you go, you'll take care of that. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think something new we're gonna something new we're gonna add. That's his one joke for yeah. every single podcast. You're welcome. Yeah, there you go. So something we're I gonna will, add here. I will steal that one. Yeah, at the end is uh, we're we're gonna recommend like one book that we're most looking forward to. And then one book that if we had to buy one book as an investment, which one it would be. So let's do the most looking forward to book first. I'll start. So for me, it's going to be the Spider-Man Life Stories trade. I am ready to read that. Yeah, I think that's so, one we should talk about on yeah, here, too. Yeah, probably when should. When that comes out. Okay. Uh, for me, I think that probably flash forward. I want to see him kind of steer Wally back into something recognizable mm-hmm. as Wally, you know, instead of just playing darts with him. Yeah, <laughs> so kind of get back on track with that character. Uh, mine's gonna be the Legion. I just want to see how much of it is a reboot and how much yeah. of it is just, hey guys, we're back. Um, I, I'm optimistic about it either way. I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, uh, cynical about the whole thing. But I'm just, I'm happy to have them bring the Legion back. And like we said earlier, I'll be happy to bring JSA back too. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Pass. Okay, yeah. Mike's taking Mike's taking a pass. So, all right. So the he books, does have to be kind of neutral. Too. Yeah, Mike's, <laughs> Mike's really looking forward to Lady Death. Yeah, because so. <laughs> he knows he can sell an issue to Josh Hines. <laughs> <laughs> um, Every Frank Choverian he sees is just money in his pocket. Yeah, that's right. And Lindsner. So okay, so my uh, investment pick I think is going to be I got I got to find out Batman Superman issue two where we get the dark multiverse Shazam. Some of those books have taken off in value. Um, so I may grab a couple extra of those just in case. Uh, so for me, I'm going to say Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, number one. Uh, in my experience, uh, if I have a book that's gone up, it's because I have good taste and it's a good story. Like just happened the other day with Marvel Comics Presents number six. <laughs> Whether or not that's long term, who knows? And books that fall through the cracks. Uh, there's a history of ancillary Harley Quinn books that people don't think about. Harley Quinn, Our World's at War, number one. It's a Harley book. If you're a Harley complete, you got to get that book. Nobody bought that book when it came out. Mm-hmm. I think they're tying this too hard into uh, Heroes in Crisis. That book's over. People are wanting to move on. It's kind of mixed reviews. I think there's also a very good chance that you get some... Um 
trying to say this nicely for our family podcast, mm-hmm. some more definite confirmation of there being a yeah. relationship between right. Harley and Poison Ivy. Yeah. That was really, really, really heavily implied yeah. in Heroes in Crisis. And, um, well, it's been yeah. implied since oh. the Amanda Connor Paul Miyagi. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, so, I think yeah. they keep drifting more towards like, I guess what I'm getting at is I think there's going to be eventually a scene of them making out or something at some point. Right. And just like that Batman White Knight issue, which is the only time that you've ever had a confirmation in print that Harley slept with the Joker right. and people flipped for that, which I mean, I, I mean. Honestly, they've been together in comics for forever. Mm. Look at this shouldn't be that big of a deal. But I mean, you're right. It is the first time you've seen. It's first time you see these things in print or whatever, and so people tend to. That gets a little bit of mainstream press too. So it's it's a really it's a good pick, Dan. I'm going to pick Vampire State Building just because I think that (laughs) name is so easily marketable. movie pitch or something in that, there. That's what I'm saying. It's so yeah. easily marketable that it would not be a hard movie to sell and um, it's it's going to be under-ordered. It's not, yeah. it's not in any of the, the larger companies. There's not going to be a ton of copies of it. It's going to be one of those books that I think you're going to look back later and say, oh, I picked that up off the shelf. Right. Um, so, yeah. Take us out. Else? I'm uh, good. Oh, we got Take us the out. whole thing? All right. Yeah. Well, I guess so this... That wraps up this trip to the lengthy uh, trip in the previous catalog. You, I got here early, and we're going to run late <laughs> through the through the July uh, previews of 2019. Again, for product print wise, product that will start shipping in uh, September of 2019. Don't forget if there's anything you heard that you'd like to investigate further, that you need to have those orders in here by July 25th, and so we can get that order finalized and in. Uh, not a big deal to put in. If you get it in late, chances are we can still get it. But, you know, it's it's just easier just to get it in by the date so we can place it with our initial order. It makes especially it a little more sure. It, especially if you want it guaranteed. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. For sure. Especially so, if Marvel. Right, exactly. Or a variant cover or yeah, something like that where right. it may be printed mm. close to orders. Yeah, which they usually are. Usually those a lot of DC and other companies' variants are now just like, they're open to order, but it's just the original orders. You know, so you can't go back and reorder those. So if there's variant yeah, covers, once you want, they're here, they're here, and they're gone. And then they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. So keep that in mind. So if you need, if you want to place an order for something, you know, like I said, get this to us by that date. You can call the store here at six one eight four five seven six zero one one. You can message us on Facebook. Um, yeah, that's probably the easiest ways to do it. You know, to get a hold of us. So uh, it gets to at least two of us on Facebook. That this, way. Yep, <laughs> get to at least two of us, maybe three of us if mm. if somebody had a Facebook, Facebook account. account. Yeah, but he doesn't. So like a serial killer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of creepy. Somebody that doesn't have. He's an Instagram account. Yeah. It's just owned no. by Facebook. <laughs> They're already mining your photos. <laughs> Typing Dan Brown, poster, right? Yeah. Nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. Does post on oh, Twitter. Excuse me for giving you free content, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. It's just something else to swipe past. Right. <laughs> While he sits at home in his son of Satan pajamas. Right. <laughs> Casting spells on you. <laughs> oh, all right. So that's our My Info to Contact store here. So stop in to see us at 816 East Main Street. Here's Sweet B. We're hard to miss. Once you find the address, we're right there. So stop in and see us. Here. I'm on everything at at Wookiee Copilot. That includes 
video game services for that matter. <laughs> so it's like Xbox Live, it's W-O-O-K-I-E-E-C-O-P-I-L-O-T. Uh, Scott Reed, you can find me at BergComics.com, B-U-R-G Comics. I'll also be at the Heroes for Kids Comic Con in Perryville, Missouri on uh, July 27th. Berg Comic Con coming up in uh, August 31st in Harrisburg, Illinois. <laughs> then we got uh, Saluki Comic Con coming up September 29th and 30th here in Carbondale, uh, Illinois, and then I'll be in Jackson, Tennessee the following weekend, October 5th, uh, setting up there as well. And Dan Brown, I'm at Detective651 on Twitter, Instagram, DeviantArt, but not Facebook. WordPress. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> on Facebook, he's, he's at Patches O'Houlihan <laughs> or something on Facebook. Oh, he just gotta, died, right, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's why he took it because it's free now. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally the joke I was making. It was, oh, well, that's my name now. Uh, all right. Well, that'll do it for this episode. We hope you all enjoyed it. And thanks for sticking with us through the whole thing, if you have. But, uh, Everybody's like, Matt came back and they won't shut up. <laughs> it's a uh, these were a, a lot shorter when he wasn't on yeah. there. And you're right. They were. Oh, gosh. But until next time, and uh, stay tuned for some details about the upcoming episode 50 of the podcast. We have some kind of cool stuff planned for it. So we'll get you more details on that. Uh, but until then, uh, we'll talk to you later. We'll do our bus to take our bus. Our bus.